we don't have the vibrational frequency to hold host that virus. And I taught her that. So if you if you don't have that vibra vibrational frequency right here, you're not going to get it. Yeah. I you we don't have the vibrational frequency to get COVID. Correct. Do you know that everything in this universe vibrates and is alive? There is life with that. That's what I'm talking about. I don't put life into COVID. I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm not going to wear a mask, mask either. I never wear a mask. mask. But we're not going to wear them. Ever. <laughs>
And uh, yeah, next thing you know, it's like, oh, we get eight gifts. Yeah. And so, so it's a thing when you're a kid. I mean, Hanukkah's a thing. But as soon as I moved out of the house, the rabbi was like, fuck this. I'm not getting him a fucking gift. Did the rabbi ever put a tree up or anything like that? Oh I imagine God, like there's a never. lot of Jews who'll put the trees up. Was it was it an affront to his eyes? Oh, my dad, my 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 father would never allow like ham in the home or like a Christmas tree or anything. Like, yeah. Like my mom loved bacon, but she'd have to sneak it in, like you know, like sneaking drugs into prison. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know I mean, Cause my da- you know my dad would pat her down and everything in cavity searches, <laughs> but he had to make sure you're not bringing bacon in the house. But yeah, no, but Christmas tree, fuck, fuck no. He would have burned yeah. it to the ground. Oh, I would have been like, yeah, I would have been punished. Literally, been... the only thing about I like about Christmas is Christmas trees. You know, that is I'm, it. I'm gonna have to ask my sister if she's gonna allow Big Jer. Big Jer loves Christmas. This is a, you know, we'll bring it up with uh, Wackerly actually, but this is like, I don't know if you listen to Sick and Wrong for this long, but it was a few years ago. Wackerly was still on the show. We we called it the Big Christmas Gambit, and so it was mm. before my sister got married. She was in, I think they went to New Orleans because they were thinking of having like a destination wedding. And so she was out there, and they're scoping out places. And so while she was gone, my brother had keys. And I was living in L.A., but we took money out of our uh, sick and wrong fund and bought a tree and all the decorations. And, like, Wackerly went in with my brother, and they set it up and everything. And uh, when they returned, on like, right before New Year's, um, Jer walked in, and he thought that my sister did this to surprise him. Because he's Aww. always wanted a tree, and she's just yeah. like, dead set against it. And he said he was like, he goes, for a brief second he was just overcome so with happy. joy and exuberance yes, so and then my sister walked in the room and was like what the fucking cunt and just kicked the tree over <laughs> it's like what the fuck and she called up her friend who was like taking care of the cat and was just like what the fuck you cunt putting a fucking tree in my fucking house and she made jairs to take it outside and throw it in the tenderloin <laughs> sidewalk poofy haired grinch i'm gonna uh, I can imagine Jazz got like a single tear rolling. He said his tear just kind of went down because he realized like this is what I'm married to. This is my life. This is like the death of Christmas. This is my life. Yeah. And so uh, that is brilliant of your sister. I was going to follow up with them, actually. Maybe we'll give him a call and find out if she's going to let him have a tree this year. I was wondering Mm -hmm. about it. On the holiday show, we might do that. Yeah, because like baby Shmuley. As he's growing up, he'll be surrounded by lots of Gentiles. Tis the thing to do. Tis the season. So I wonder if she'll relent then so baby Shirley can have a tree. I wonder having like Gentile, you know, the product of Gentile semen within her. I wonder if it's like melting her black Jewish heart, you know? Yeah. No, I think pretty much once you're a Jew, you're just evil till the day you die. (laughs) So... Um, Speaking of evil, I had a great idea for a viral video, Hanukkah-related viral video. You are integral in making this video. And I'm thinking, you know, you're new as a host. I think this would be a good way to promote the show. Because that's the thing with, like, you can spend thousands of dollars for advertising. Like, thousands of dollars. Or you can make a viral video that blows up. You know, overnight, yeah, blows up overnight. You never. Now we have a Reddit page and everything. So this is my idea. Hear me out on this, and then you can voice your criticisms at the end. I was thinking, I'm going to call it. I have a little dreidel. You know the song? I do. I made it out of clay, and when yeah. it's hard and ready, it's called, with I have dreidel, a little. I, I have a little dreidel, and this is perfect for you because you're you're female and you have a vagina. So you would shove eight dreidels, eight. Eight nights of Hanukkah, get it? Okay. Eight yeah, dreidels yeah. inside your vagina, and you push them out one at a time using your kegel. So you just push each one. Meanwhile, 
Listen to this. In the background. I have a little dreidel. I made it out of clay. <laughs> how, how great is this video? It's a, it's, I know it came to me in the middle of the night. And uh, I almost came thinking about it. And I was just like, this, this is a great idea. So... You know, it'd only be, I don't know, what, 30 to 40 seconds, short, short video. Definitely would go this. viral. I will do this, but only on the guarantee that when the dreidels come out of me, they instantly start spinning. God, you bad. have to somehow make that happen. If you I can mean, promise me that, we're filming that this weekend. I don't know how great your kegels are, but that would no, be to be, be able fantastic. to spin, the, to push the dreidel out you know, and spin it. That would be... I'm not... I'm never going to be in the Guinness Book of World Record for much, but I'm definitely going to be in the Guinness Book of World Record for tightest pussy. All right. That is, my well, crown. That's, that is good. I, let's just, just think about it. All I'm asking is just, you know, consider No, it. no, I, I'm game. I'll, I'll... We have five more nights of Hanukkah left. I think this is the third night. So we got to move quickly on this. All right. We gotta, <laughs> yes. It doesn't have to be like high production value. I'm saying film it with your fucking iPhone. You, know, you make those dreidels spin. We're going to make this video. I just right. want the spinning dreidels coming out. I think that'd I have be a little fun. dreidel. Really I think it's good. Using. You know, that's and the thing. I, I can make videos by hardly compare to the, uh, the, the filmmaker that we're about to interview. Hardly yes, compare. I would agree with that. To the filmmaker <laughs> we're about to interview. Although I think he would be impressed by my have a little dreidel idea. He probably I maybe think- would edit it. Um, yeah, he would totally edit it. It would be a bit of a break from the norm for him for once. <laughs> he didn't I probably it. couldn't afford his rates. No, this guy's this guy's amazing. We're talking yeah. about our, our guests who we're about to interview on the show or play his interview we did. Uh, Deadbug. Deadbug, uh, who was uh, the host of a YouTube show called Deadbug Says, uh, mm-hmm. which is a basically it's like a true crime show that's on uh, YouTube. And it's it's very graphic. It shows like visuals and like photos and that you would never see anywhere else. And yeah. we find out why, like where, you know, he kind of uh, tells us where he gets a lot of his, uh, his data and straight from, you know, the, the, the police station. The this guy, well, this guy was an investigative journalist. And so um, Kate has been listening to uh, Deadbug show for a long time. How long have you yeah, been listening about- to the show? I think it's about, it's about three years now. And I've been his patron for like around two, two and a half. And he's got a very active patron site. His uh, fans are very supportive of the show. And so we had, Oh, yeah, they're he, great. I yeah, love he goes on and like, a lot of interaction on his patron site. And so you reached out to him and uh, mm-hmm. you mentioned like, hey, you know, I'm, you know, I'm on this podcast. You want to come on the show? And uh, yeah. And so he, he was, was up like, for it. yeah, he was yeah. up for it. So uh, we ended up like chatting with him for like two hours almost. An hour and a half. Obviously, the interview isn't that long, but what an interesting mm. guy. And I mean, he's, he's lived around the world. He worked as an investigative journalist. He worked at MTV as a VJ. I mean, he's worked like a, a very uh, a varied background. Um, it's just a really fascinating guy. And uh, his show is, I think, one of the best true crime shows out there. Do you know what? It's the only... I don't watch any true crime on YouTube. I think they're all fucking junk and they're all terribly made. But Deadbug makes... His documentaries are better than fucking Netflix for like a lot of reasons. Well, I would say just with the graphic content. I mean, he's not, he's not shy about showing things that I'm, I'm, and you know, he was, he kind of goes into, well, he kind of goes into like some of the issues he has with YouTube, but like, I'm amazed at some of the content, like the gore. The graphic, uh, yeah, and the, the images that he shows on his... Uh, That's one of the things that I love about him the most is that a lot of the true crime channels on YouTube, they don't tell the whole story. Even on Netflix, they're not telling you the whole story. So why do you ever want to sit and listen to basically 
it's like history. You're listening to a piece of history. Why do you want something filtered out? I want to know the whole censored. Truth. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want anything censored ever. Why censor stuff? Well, I think that's the so, best thing about Deadbug. You know, I mean, he doesn't hold yeah. back at all. Yeah. Uh, no. so, so let's uh, play this interview here with Deadbug. Hey, it's uh, D. Simon here with uh, Kate Rambo. Happy Hello. Hanukkah! Hey, oh yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say that uh, yesterday. I was gonna wish a big. Uh, it was yesterday, or was it today? Yeah, well, it's the I... second night. Wait, well, you, you guys in the UK. I'm in Los Angeles, but it's the second night, so it'll be the third night for you guys. Okay, yeah, I was gonna do uh. a big shout out to all my Jew fans. So <laughs> is this is this the night where the dreidels get spun? Oh, you do dreidels okay. every spun, night. Spun. Every night you every spin night dreidels. You yeah, spin we dreidels. bump dreidels every night on, Hall on Halloween, <laughs> Hanukkah. Is that what the rabbi taught you? Yeah, my, my father is a rabbi, but yes, he, my father the dreidels, was the dreidels. My father's really into dreidel, and he'd get really like Jewy about it. Like we'd be gambling and stuff for money, and he'd get yeah, he was into it. He was good. He was I'm, good. I'm gonna ask the, the obvious question: What is a dreidel? Oh, you never you never seen a dreidel? It's like the the little spinning no. spinning top. That, that they play. It's the game for Hanukkah where you spin this dreidel and each side of this, this top, it's a little spinning top, has a different like Hebrew letter on it. And it means something. Uh -huh. So you you gamble with it. Like typically you gamble with M&Ms or candy, but we would gamble with like quarters and you'd put it in wow. a pot and you spin it. And if it gets like, I think it's the letters called a gimel. You get everything in the pot. If it if it's okay. like a shin, okay. you get half. If you get a, a nun, it's like you you get nothing. It's some there's like a it's like a, there's four letter or four Hebrew letters, and you win based on that. But yeah, my it dad. It does not would surprise me it. that the Jew holy holiday is all about money. About gambling. Well, surprise you know, me. Everything's yeah. about money, Kate. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not even gonna get in. Get into that. <laughs> no, we're, just, we're not here to get into global conspiracies. All right. Let's let's all invite all the uh, anti-Semitic comments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can curb it. Okay, we got a guest on yeah. the show. Um, so Debug, as you know, Kate's a huge fan of the show. She turned me on to your show actually, and I gotta say, oh, wow. I'm imp I'm impressed. I'm blown away because personally, I mean, I've been doing sick and wrong for a long time, but I find it hard enough just to do an audio podcast every week. That mm. hardly compares to you doing a mini documentary mm -hmm. and a podcast, you know, every week. Well, yeah, well, 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 thank you. Uh, and and I, I love KT. She's, uh, she's one of, one of my strong supporters. So yeah, it's funny. It's, it's, it's a lot of work and sometimes I, I, I do wonder why I do it, but it's very similar to television, believe it or not, uh, mm -hmm. which is my background. It's, uh, that's that's basically it it's long hours you race for a deadline especially if you do a week show you that's what you do you've got to edit it you've got to you know well you get into a cadence you know with doing mm. it you get a cadence at timeline how how long has deadbug says been on the air um boy oh boy i mean probably only i think about uh, two and a half years for the oh, okay. uh, the new channel the first one was taken down YouTube. Yeah, because uh, I've been your patron for about, I would say, two years now. Yeah. Coming up yeah. two years. Since the start, I think. Yeah. So I remember when I joined show... your patron, I was like 120, something like that. Wow. When I joined wow. up. Yeah. So you had a show on YouTube, the original show, and then it got taken mm -hmm. down. You started up a different show, or was it the same No, name? no. I, I just start, I had another channel called Deadbug, and they took the channel down for community guidelines. 
and I think I, I think I could have fought it, but mm-hmm. I was very much, uh, um, I was very much just fuck you, you know, like they, yeah. they, they, I guess they kind of emailed me and they wanted, because at that point I was considered a creator because now they don't consider me a creator apparently. But okay. at that point I was considered a creator and they sort of emailed me and it was sort of like they wanted me to grovel. And I just said, oh, fuck you guys. You know, I don't need this bullshit. Ah, they're fucking dicks. I sort of got, they've gotten worse too over time. Oh, like, to- totally Facebook, worse. But Facebook blocks every single post that I, oh, that I put it. up there. And YouTube, I mean, we don't really do a YouTube show. I do have a YouTube channel, but YouTube just takes our stuff down. It's really? Just, yeah. It's like, wow. uh, if any, I don't know. I don't understand. Like, I think it's like if a listener or a viewer has any kind of objection to it, it's just gone. We don't even get Yeah, and it's usually just one person, isn't it? Yeah. One person reports yeah. it, and then it's like the whole channel will die because of one person. YouTube is fucked. Yeah, no, I mean, totally. I mean, now it's funny because now I sort of play the game a little more more um, professionally with them. Like, I, 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 if they take something down, I say, I am this person. I'm a professional journalist, a filmmaker with BBC credits, NBC credits. I'm part of uh, Back Two, which is like a UK television union. I'm part of Directors mm-hmm. UK, and you have no right to take this down. You know what I yeah, mean? So well, we consider taking this down. You know, so and and I think I, I, I'm I think that kind of helps a bit, like just sort of putting that because then they'll say things like uh, it's really weird because sometimes you know because they shadow ban me. So if I Google something that I've done, um. You know, not, not that I do. Nothing that, comes but, up. Yeah. No, but but because yeah, that's what I do in my spare time. But I do it to see if I if I'm being shadow banned, and of course nothing will come up. But someone who has re-uploaded and stolen my content will come up. So if I've done a documentary on you know some Japanese killer that's really obscure, nothing will come up except for someone who has re re-uploaded my content. Well, and and it and it shows that even YouTube don't know the rules because when I email them about it, they'll say, "Well, do you have?" your copyright number. And I, I say, well, I don't need a copyright number well, under digital law. State. Well, I know I just under UK digital laws, this is my voice. This is my mm-hmm. content. This is my music. I don't need any copyright. All, all I need to do is tell you that and you by law need to take it down. So it just shows that the, the people that they have working for them aren't even aware of the rules. They're just sort of winging it. No, I mean, and it's hope, probably it, it, yeah. a customer support person in their like twenties, you know, when over yeah. here and, uh, Silicon well, Beach. Well, exactly. Exactly. So yeah. So I had that other channel uh, taken down. I just thought I don't need this. I'm not going to do it. And then, um, and then I just had a few people email me, and I thought, you know, I just can't give up for other people's sake. You know, I mean, just because YouTube have done it, and you know, and it's it's almost like I feel like I've disappointed people. So even if I start another channel, and occasionally upload, then I will. So I started the other one just to to sort of not give into YouTube. But not it, that I have a the new one sorry, is on YouTube though, right? Yeah, no, the yeah, yeah. YouTube is, but that's that's the one that I re I, I, I report up. Just like I said, not that I have a dying passion to be on YouTube, but I just thought, <laughs> you well, know, but I just thought giving up would would be. But it also makes me wonder, like, you know, what other platform? I guess you could try Vimeo or something, but then you get to host the videos yourself. Oh, well, I guess I don't know, but I mean, it's it, YouTube has the traffic, YouTube has the viewers. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah. I think that's kind of I mean, why, but I just hate them. <laughs> yeah, no, me too. I mean, I just, I think uh, the other platforms just don't seem to work. I mean, no. I have all my stuff on Vimeo that I upload, but then I have my television stuff as well. 
And it's almost like I'm sort of cross-pollinating things that I don't want to do. So I put up all my television stuff because now they have very complex uh, – what do they call those things that copyright track you? Like the bots. Kind of. No, it's called something, no. something. So it's something that goes around. It's like a bot. Yeah, uh, and, yeah and it's it, a bot that finds, because and then that's what finds you if you play like a song that you don't like know. Like the copyright, you know. people looking it, for copyright strikes and shit. Yeah, like that. exactly. So I've got, yeah. I've got copyright strikes on Vimeo for, and like I said, I don't use Vimeo for anything else, but just a storage. Yeah, and I've got copyright strikes for my own comp, my own content. They've removed <laughs> it, and I've had to contact M- MTV or NBC and say, "Please uh, put this back up." I I directed, I wrote this, and then they do, but then they say, "Put it on private." Yeah, you, ha- you have to put it on private. <laughs> like I can't even show my own stuff. So anything that would be, um, you know, yeah. even though I own digital by digital law, I own fifty percent of that. But they, I, I'm not allowed it up anymore. So that's how complex things Where 10 years ago, it didn't matter. I could have everything up because if, if I have a potential job, I have to show people what I do and that's the way you do it. Well, like yeah. The, and yeah. you, and you, you know, you purchase, uh, you know, copyright credentials and things like that. The, the worst part about dealing with them too, is it's, it's all over email, you know, so you're going <laughs> back and forth and it's, it's just such a pain in the ass. So indeed your show, what what did you base your character on? Like, what inspired you to start the Deadbug character? Um, well, Deadbug is 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 like an old name that I used to uh, use when I started out in uh, music, and I started out a long time ago in music, and I got a record contract with a writing uh, partner of mine, and we started writing music for other artists, and we thought it was the best thing in the world, and then we uh, found out they didn't pay us. We only got this real base, this only real base salary. And unless an artist bought your song, you'd make nothing. What, what so kind we of were music? making what, what genre? Whatever. I mean, we, oh. we just like, because we were writing for other artists. Oh, okay. And this like, was in New York. Like, yeah. Like Ace of Bass, like pop songs, things like that? A- everything. Pop oh, well. songs. Nice. Everything, but yeah, obviously not because we weren't selling any, so we weren't very good at it, clearly. And then I, so we wanted to quit, but then they said to us, "Well, you can't. We have you in a handcuff con- contract, so you can't even go be a band anymore." So then that's when I started using Debug to get around, to get around yeah. that. And then the when contract, I like Prince and, and and do, yeah, well, it's, yeah, exactly, exactly like Prince, but. <laughs> it, it, and then, um, and then, like I said, and then it just sort of stuck. And then when I started uh, doing the news, I got out of university, I started being an anchorman for the news. People wanted me to start doing music videos for them and stuff. And I couldn't because I was signed to NBC. So I used Dead Bug as a, so it, it's sort of like that. And the character is, um, because I write comedy and I do things like that, it's, it's sort of based partly, it's based on a couple of things. I used to do a show called The Mullet Man Show. Yeah. Uh, that I, uh, that was on Scuzz. Did you have a mullet? See, it was so funny when you. No, I never had a mullet. (laughs) When you put up that Scuzz thing, I just thought, oh my God, this is, I remember that so vividly. People of like my age in Britain Mm. will remember Scuzz TV, especially if you were into like metal and all that stuff. Exactly. When when you put up that mullet man, I was like, it was like real nostalgia for me. I was like, oh God, I remember this. Exactly. He was sort of an anti-hero. So no, I don't have a yeah. mullet or never, or never have had a mullet, but he was, he was sort of an old eighties heavy metal person who hated modern heavy metal. So I made that show and it was really successful. And so uh, some of the, the dead bug character is based on the mullet man with his backward views and things like yeah. that, you know, cause I mean, the things that I say are quite misogynistic and very backward. I mean, just very silly backward where that are more made to make me look like an idiot opposed to, 
you know, if I make a comment mm-hmm. about Jews or I make a comment about, you know, Irish, you know, big potato eaters and stuff, it's just so backwards that people would laugh and just say, who is this idiot? Just some of the well, epithets, it went to though, me. <laughs> well, some of the epithets you come up with just are so creative, though. <laughs> I think that's one of my favorite parts of listening to the show. It's um, just being silly, you know. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, the, the, the voice, though, like your inflection kind of comes across to me like a James Elroy, Mike Hammer type. Remember Mike Hammer? Yeah, I, yeah, that's right. My, my, you know, a lot of people said that. And I heard a lot of things on um, there's some sort of sci-fi movie that they've compared me to, Rosh Sitz or some sort of, I forget the guy's name, uh, mm-hmm. some character. But yeah, no, it, it's not It's not purposeful. I mean, oh. yeah, they've set it to a nine. I didn't set it. Coincidental. Uh, yeah, it's just coincidental. And now I think, oh well, yeah, I can see that, but I didn't, um, I didn't s- s- see it that way. And uh, and because I'm also a voiceover artist, and um, you know, obviously a voice some video games and done things yeah, like yeah, that, television yeah. stuff. So it's just for me, it's just another extension. But no, I didn't. See, I like that. I like that that sort of idea of my camera and stuff. I love that it was, show when I was a kid. Yeah, me too. But it was it was nothing intentional. It was more being that sort of just sort of that backward sort of um, so idiot person. Let's talk about your background as a, as a journalist. So you were an investigative journalist, right? Yeah. Well, I started out um, uh, doing the six o'clock news, doing a, a show called city magazine. And uh, it, it wasn't investigative. It was just like doing dog shows, interviewing oh, the like mayor. You know, <laughs> in New York those. city. Or? Uh, no, this was in Canada. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was in Canada, and then uh, and then I uh, moved to New York City and started uh, doing Dateline, the oh, new show wow, there. Yeah. So I was a producer on uh, Dateline for uh, the second half of the '90s. So, what are some of the more uh, memorable stories that you have? Like, are there certain stories that stick out in your mind? Like, you still think about it and you kind of shudder. Uh yeah. Sometimes in like in a good way, and like sometimes in a bad in a bad way. I think like you have at Dateline, they will give you a. Um, like uh, a time frame to do something. So they'll give you a story or you have to come up with your story and you go in and it's, and, and it's kind of like working to tell and like make doing TV series and things, but it's like you pitch your idea. I want to do this. Like I want to do a documentary on prostitution or I read this article, you know, in the New York times about psychiatric abuse. And uh, I think I, I can expand on that. I've, you know, and then you pitch mm-hmm. it and then your boss will say, yeah, and then you go in, and then, like I said, that one would come to mind: uh, psychiatric abuse, where I uh, went in undercover into a mental hospital. Well, you stayed in the hospital as a patient. Yeah, I, yeah, I got my, I, I got admitted in there, and uh, and uh, thrown in there for a month. Wow, they your podcast like on that was shock. great as well. Loved your podcast on that. Yeah, well, that well, that was oh, thank you, Katie. Uh, <laughs> that was that was to expose the fact that at that time they weren't supposed to. Now it's sort of come back in vogue that they do it, but at that time you weren't supposed to be doing electric shock. And we had run into this guy who said he well, this guy had phoned the station, and he'd seen one of my stories and asked to talk to me, and he told me that he'd had electric shock. And I phoned the hospital, and they said no, we don't oh. do electric shock. And this when well, this guy said he did, so I went and saw him. And then I said, well, there's something here because this guy was so fucked up, mm-hmm. you know, like and he was explaining to me. He's like, yeah, I shit myself. And and <laughs> like he was like total detail about, you know, and he was like really fucked up. I thought there's something there's something to this. And um, I, I went and talked to the guy. And then I like I said, and the fact that the hospital were um, denied. So I went through the whole process that he I found out who his doctor was and his doctor had admitted him 
And uh, I went and saw that doctor. And that doctor had me forcefully admitted into the uh, the hospital, but obviously my my work were all aware of it. Oh wow! How long were you yeah, in for? It, I was in there almost a month because they can only legally hold you in New York for uh, a month. Without... That's a long month, though. Oh man! Oh yeah. man! It was horrible. God. It it was horrible. Yeah, so I, I, it was fifty one fifty, right? Is that what, I think that's what they call it in California. Um, it sounds familiar. I mean, I don't know any terms. I what, thought what does... fifty-one fifty is just for the weekend if you're like suicidal. Nah, I think it's it like they, that means when they forcibly just put you against your will into a hospital. Right. Well, exactly. well I, mean, I had to go see this guy, and his name was Doctor Collodage, like the cheese. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he. Uh, and I had to, you know, and I had to come up with some sort of idea, you know. And this guy was a prick. What'd you like, say? Speak. Like, what was your uh, premise? I said that I saw, I saw witches, and they were talking to me. <laughs> they were on crosses. This, I swear to God, this is what this is true. Because he said, "Well, what'd you see?" And I didn't plan it. So I was just remembering this heavy metal video I saw. I thought, uh, <laughs> and, and, yeah, and it shows, and you think I would be, because I'm a professional journalist, I would have it all planned, what to say, but I was just winging it because I was so lazy. And I went in there and he said, well, what did you see? And I said, uh, I saw these witches in the field and they were on crosses and they were summoning me to come out. And, and that was it. And the guy said, oh, it was really interesting. I say, oh, really, it's fucking scary. It was really evil. These, they were evil witches. <laughs> and then the next day, he he well, he said, "I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, and take you in to invite you in. Like I was gonna have head scans. Like he was gonna have some scans and some tests." And he invited me to go in the hospital. When I went in the hospital, they didn't let me out. Oh, and you weren't allowed to leave. And did, no, did they use to... restraints like a straitjacket or anything? They did actually use <laughs> restraints and a straitjacket. Um, the, the, it was it was really weird because I went in there and it was sort of like I just thought I was literally going in for tests. I was like following the process, and I yeah. told my cameraman, and I said I'm going in. And then I was in there, and they said we'll be there in at two o'clock. And I got in at two o'clock, and like four o'clock, this collage guy still wasn't there. And I had a date that night with this really tasty girl, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> And, She's never uh, going to believe that excuse. Well, it, it will exactly, and and I knew, and I knew I had to go see this girl, and and so I was like, well, when is this guy coming up, coming out? And then the nurse said he'll be here soon. He knows you're here. He's, he knows you're here. And then the doctor came in. This collage. He had this big smug on his look on his face, and he he said to me, well, the tests are going to take the weekend, the whole weekend. I was like, what the fuck? You know, I haven't even fucking packed my cologne or anything. Fuck that. I <laughs> yeah. said, so I said, I'm going. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking going like this. But it's, and I said, well, I, so so first of all, he made it look like it was going to take the night. And then I said, and then he was sort of keeping it open. Oh, well, maybe it might take longer. And that's why I said, well, fuck this. I'm going. Because keeping in legal. mind, I still, yeah. I wanted to, because this was part of my story. I had to get the story. Yeah, yeah. So then I just said, fuck this. I went. And he had, so first of all, I went out. So I just went. And as the doors open, because it's a really secure place. The doors open, you know, those, ah, the door opens. So if someone was coming in, I happened to go out. Like I grabbed the door and I went out. And my mistake here was, and I guess it's not a mistake because I got the story, but I went to the lobby and because I don't drive, I contacted my, my cameraman who was waiting for me. His name like, is Anthony. Pick me up. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Pick, pick me up. And I was on the phone and I was on the phone. I was surrounded by four fucking guards. Like orderlies and, or guards? Yeah, like fucking guys in white suits, like oh, in the shit. movies. <laughs> and uh, they physically took me, and they they um, they drugged me, and they uh, put me in a, a straight jacket. So they wasn't like a, a straight jacket in the traditional sense of 
what you see in the movies, but it was some sort of thing that was, it was a jacket that restrained you. And, and, and that was it. And they, they fucking stuck a needle in my arm. And I, it was one of those things I woke up like fucking two days later. So it was just like in the movies, it was terrifying. And then at that point I was locked in a sort of a, a room with a whole, like a, like a glass cell? window. No, it wasn't a padded cell. Wow. They didn't have those sort of things. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> <laughs> This is my I, fantasy I, right now, by the way. Yeah, I, 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 I can make I can make it up for you for one. Yeah, it was a padded shell. No, but it was like a room. It was just like a, like a glass window, like in uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest, and there were like two nurses, like sitting behind that glass window, just taking notes, writing whatever I did, and and like if I, I was like, what the fuck, and I started swearing, they'd write it down, and at that point I was terrified because I couldn't make phone calls. Keep it in mind, there's no mobile phones back then, there's no nothing, and I'm thinking. This is not what I want to be doing for a What story. about your work? I mean, can they come and get you out and say, like, oh, this is all a ruse? Well, the, the, ultimately, they could have. But then for what? Then I've blown the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I've blown, you've, you've got to go with the, with the, with the cover. I, I mean, I committed to, to – I mean, I was trying to get – let's put it this way. I was trying Deep to get cover. in the hospital. Yeah, I was trying to get in there, but I just didn't I, – I was hoping to get there. Like, why don't you come in? We'll check you in, and you can have a nice couple of days stay. I didn't think it was going to end up me being – being uh, forced in. But I mean, the long and the short of it, what it turned out was this doctor was getting payoffs from- um, uh, Drug companies probably. No, he was getting payoffs. I don't know who, I can't remember now who, I, I should have taken notes I remember to remember it all, but he was getting paid, he was getting free holidays yeah, from that the was hospital. It. Yeah, yeah, that's it. What, by, he was getting, by admitting patients? He was getting like cruises, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, he was yeah. getting cruises and stuff for every patient that he admitted. Oh, and God fuck. knows what else he was getting, but that's what we got him and on. you exposed found, the whole thing. Yeah, we exposed the whole thing and had to go to court and uh, he did went you to get, jail. Did you make up with the tasty chick? Yeah, well, that, yeah, I did. That 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 that's was good. Well, yeah, exactly. So th did she this believe the story? story? Oh, she knew that's what I did. She oh, was like okay, a French. She, she was like a French exchange oh. student. She didn't speak English that well, anyway. So it didn't, it didn't really <laughs> fucking matter. I just. You know. So at uh, so at Dateline NBC, uh, did you ever hang out with Chris Hansen? No. <laughs> Remember no. his show, <laughs> Catch a uh, Predator? Yeah, yeah, vaguely. Yeah, we, we had that. We had that guy actually on uh, Sick and Wrong a Did you? Okay. years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. You know, he's from Michigan, and that's where I'm, I'm from. He? Detroit. And yeah. Okay, well, that's that's where my family are from, Michigan. As yeah, well. he was. Uh, yeah, I'm from outside of Detroit, and he was actually like kind of a genuinely cool person, su surprisingly considering what he did, <laughs> like what his show was about. Um, huh. But yeah, that's interesting. Well, I mean I mean, they're most, they're mostly, I mean, you know, the journalists are yeah. sometimes are twats, sometimes are cool. I mean, they just, it's, it's a bit, it's a bit of a mix, but we generally keep to ourselves because we, we're never in the office. We're out working. So. Yeah, you're out working. So that's, that's interesting. Wow. That's, that's kind of a crazy story. So you've been doing Daylight NBC. And so then what, what led you to start doing your own YouTube, like online show? Oh well, uh, God! Fast to... forward, fast forward many years, but I mean, you know, because I mean, I I left Dateline and I worked at MTV. I was a presenter there, and uh, wait, you were at VJ? Yeah, I was a VJ. And what, what uh, years? Uh, from about oh, gosh, probably about ninety, late ninety nine to about two thousand and two. God, it was that Kurt Loader. Dream job. It was Kurt Loader. Oh my God, no! I wanted to be uh, Ricky Rackman. That was uh, Headbangers Ball, MTV man. DJ. I loved Headbangers yeah. Ball. That was, an, and actually, I liked 120 Minutes too. What's that guy's name? Kendall. You're asking me things, D, that I will. I'm not even going to pretend to know. <laughs> you know 
highlight. That's a long. That's a long time ago, brother. I liked Tommy Vance. I would have liked to have grown up to be Tommy Vance on VH1. Okay. Well, don't, well, well, don't forget this is in England at this point that I'm a VJ. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Different scene. But it, I mean, it was all kicking off here, like late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, exactly. Downtown and, 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 Julie Brown. Remember her? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I used to be in love with Downtown. Oh, oh same my with God. Me. God. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I used to be in love with her. But uh, yeah, so that's and and that's sort of how I ended up moving and doing scuzz and doing all those things because my former boss at MTV left and he started music channels at sky. And uh, yeah, so that's, uh, which is a, which is like a big channel. It's like Fox. It's, it's owned by Fox over here. And then, uh, and then just doing different things, but I ended up working at crime and investigation channel in the UK. Uh, They have one in, uh, in the States as well. Don't they? Uh, oh, they you will know, do. No, they do have uh, like uh, various CI? true crime shows. I mean, yeah, I forget yeah. the name of that. It's but... arts and entertainment. Uh, yeah, A and E. A and E does uh, uh, a couple crime, true crime shows. Exactly. Well, this is this is like a true true crime channel. I was working for them, and I, I worked for them just over a year, and I was doing a documentary on Scott Peterson and I did something on um, LL Holmes and I was, uh, you know, the real Jack the Ripper. And I was shocked at how much information that they left out. They made me leave Mm -hmm. out of these documentaries. It was just, they edited out of it because it's just what too, uh, like they just, it was too gruesome. Like if someone Uh, fucks, if someone fucks someone up the ass or something, after they were dead or during the rape scene, you could never say that. And my boss always used to say me because I said, well, why, why can't I say, you know, why can't I uh, like say that this guy fucked this uh, woman up the ass? And then my boss would say, because uh, ass fucking doesn't sell cornflakes. <laughs> well, it doesn't. <laughs> and I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't argue with that, but that was his yeah. big thing, you know, and, and, or if I made a joke, he'd say, well, why are you making a joke there? I said, cause it's funny. And he said, yeah, but this is a fucking murder. You don't make jokes, no jokes, no humor, no nothing. Just fucking say the facts as long as it's not ass fucking. And <laughs> and that was it. So just stick about- to the script and be really serious and just kind of cover it like as a Personally, well, as a serious- I want to hear about the ass fucking and then I want to hear a joke <laughs> after it. <laughs> okay, I will do a private call after KTL. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so it was. It was like that, and it was just. I just got so disgusted. They just gave me a list of things that I had to say, and it was like the most non-creative thing ever. And the last thing I did, like I said, was uh, Jack the Ripper, uh, the Holmes, the real Jack the Ripper. And I didn't even want my name on the last two things I did, which is Scott Peterson and the Holmes thing, because it was so diluted and it was so. It's just like I'm not even saying what the crime is. See, I was talking about this on the patron recently because I don't understand this modern trend, especially on YouTube, of where they're trying to like censor the true crime. Mm. Because it was like, you know, take the Bundy documentary that Netflix threw out Mm. a couple of years ago. Yeah. That was like eight hours long, and they had one sentence devoted to the fact that he was a necrophiliac and that he shagged one of the headless corpses one sentence in did, eight hours did they mention yeah. the, That's the uh, sickest thing he did and they, they didn't mention that he would shit at the crime they didn't scene. mention the defecation no they didn't even mention that and i was like why are people like trying to change how these kind of killers look because defecation doesn't sell corn it doesn't yeah. sell cornflakes but at the end of the day it's like <laughs> i want to know all these details well it's funny because those details are there i mean I, and they I, matter yeah i see the yeah. details on, on the sheets i mean when i do my crime documentaries i see the information all in front of because someone else makes us always makes a statement oh well th- 
there seems to be a lot of ass fucking in your shows, Debrog. Like it's sort of like I'm sort of like the king of ass fucking or something. Yeah, like I'm Mr. Yeah. Ass. I'm Mr. Ass fuck. Like it's, I go out, and, you know. That, that's all I think about. It's like I'm I'm only mentioning what it says on the crime details. And you have these experts who say, well, he didn't ass fuck him. You're a liar. It doesn't say that on the wiki page. Yeah. <laughs> when have you seen a wiki page that said, you know, the guy got ass fucked? It's yeah. So these people think it's some sort of fetish of mine that I'm throwing in there for shits and giggles or something. Them. But you know, I'm just I'm just saying what it says. I mean, it's it seems to be a, a common factor with uh, mm. serial killers. Well, corrupts. Well, you you know that kind of gets to my next question. Like, you cover a variety of obscure killers, like everyone from Japanese cannibal uh, Sagawa to even uh, speaking of ass fucking the gay slayer Colin mm. Ireland. So, how how do you choose a topic? Like, what's your approach here to a story? Very random, just very random. I mean, I read a lot. And I'll just come across things when I'm reading or I'll read books and I'll see it as a reference or something. I don't do a, a hell of a lot of research on the topics. I just go, I had a fascination with Japanese killers because I worked in Japan and Asia for five years uh, doing cooking shows, believe it or not. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not lying. Like as a host, <laughs> like you're hosting your own cooking show? No, no, no. I directed them. Yeah, I that would be a joke. Them, right? I, yeah, no, I, 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 I directed for the uh, for the Food Network and the Food Channel and all those guys, and uh, oh, wow. they sent me over. They're American shows and English shows, but they sent me over there to work with like Jamie Oliver and all people like that. And uh, so I was directing shows. So I would always go back to my hotel room, and I would just be bored. And I would just do stuff on my laptop just to sort of keep that creativity. Because when I mean, when you do five years straight of cooking shows, it can get a bit, you know. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so that's how I got into job, it. isn't it? Yeah, and I, I got into it. And a friend of mine had burn, been murdered. And I Googled something. And I saw that nothing said anything about her. And I thought, this is a crime in itself. That there's not one mention of this horrific crime of my friend who got murdered and I did this documentary on it just on my laptop because sometimes between cooking shows, I, I'd be uh, like, I'd have a month off and they'd say, well, you can either go back because uh, I was living uh, in Singapore and they said, well, you can either go back to Singapore or you can just stay in, in Japan or the Philippines or, or Kuala Lumpur and wait for the next and then we'll fly you off to the next place. And since I'm in a swanky hotel with a nice pool and everything, yeah, and I'll just cool. stay in the hotel. And so I just thought, I'm going to make a documentary on my friend who got murdered because there's nothing out there. And as soon as I made it, people people freaked out. They loved it. And I thought, where, well, Where maybe. was she murdered? Uh, in uh, Mississauga, in Toronto, oh, okay. uh, Canada. In Toronto. And uh, her name was Darlene Priorello. And uh, yeah, she was like brutally murdered by a friend of mine. No, not a friend. A fucking guy. I hate a piece of shit. An but, acquaintance. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yes. but just someone I knew. And so I sort of did this documentary. And like I said, everybody loved it. So I thought, oh, I should do more. And that's sort of how I got uh, I got into it. That mixed with, like I said, working for um, Crime and Investigation Channel and it being so sanitized. And because I have journalist credentials, I can get a lot of information that isn't out there anyway. So. Yeah, that, that's, what, that's what impresses me is you find out a lot of these details. That I was like, how, how does he find this out? But th I think I imagine that's what it is because you have connections and you have resources available to you it's all connections it's all yeah. i have a journalist journalist credentials and you just uh, it, it, believe it or not it's it's not rocket science it, people think it's some sort of art or something but if you look at wiki and things like that they're just people sitting at home adding the shit themselves they're not mm -hmm. they're not sort of yeah, and that's yeah. why i always laugh when these people say well it doesn't say it on wiki it's because the police <laughs> the the police only in, uh release so much in, uh, information and i just you email the police uh, that you with you just put in the uh, header your credentials, 
and your press number and they say, sure, what do you want? And sometimes they charge me like 15, 20 bucks and, or a certain amount per page. And uh, I know all the people. So I just say, well, you know, I don't have much money. Just send me the good stuff. If there's any ass fucking, send it to me. Yeah. <laughs> Do they send I want the you page the about the ass fucking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do they send you all the photos and all the actual like- uh, No, they don't really send photos. photos. Sometimes they will, but they, they generally don't because then that, that's too much work for them. They don't. And then plus there's privacy issues with the family yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Sometimes, sometimes I get them, but- but generally, I I I, I don't. Um, yeah, generally, don't. and then I have to be very careful because then if it leaks back to me that a YouTuber is doing it, opposed to because they think I could be at working at NBC still yeah, or something. Yeah, it's yeah. it's still my journalist. press credentials from NBC. So if they if someone sees something and then they freak out, you know, how the fuck does this guy got have that picture? Uh, you know, so I generally, yeah, but sometimes I they do. Yeah, sometimes I do. Have you ever actually been contacted by a member of a, a victim's family member? Lots like someone... of lots of times. Oh, so lots now of... is that awkward, or do they think you're like being disrespectful? Like, how does that go? Well, yeah, some of them think that they're being dis disrespectful. And first well, yeah, of all, you had Darlene's sister. I remember that now. You had Darlene's sister on as an interview, didn't you? Yeah. Well, she contacted me, and I never knew. This is the, this Darlene. She was great. Yeah. She was amazing. She was mm. she she was the older sister of the friend of mine who was who was murdered, and and she contacted me on YouTube and she said, "Who are you? You know, who are oh. you?" And I thought, "Oh my God! Oh fuck!" But did you know her personally? I knew her sort of in passing, but like we're talking a long time ago, probably d before you even you were in even in your dad's ball sack i knew this girl like <laughs> like like a long time ago so so you know and so she she contacted me and she said that that um because the, they were releasing this killer the guy who killed this darlene they were releasing him getting ready to release him on parole and people were passing around the link to this documentary and oh. everybody wanted to know who the fuck this guy was and i was like oh my god so I kind of contacted her and I said, like, don't be angry. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, she, and then, but then, but then she said, no, I loved it. Thank you. For, she, oh. she said, thank you very much. Thank you for like the awareness you brought. And, 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 and she said, she basically said that she thought that that had kept him locked up longer. So it made me feel good. Oh yeah, 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 he's yeah. still in jail, isn't he? He's he's still in jail. I think he's got yeah. like like AIDS or something now, or something, or cancer. Uh -huh. That's what she says. That we we don't know the exact details, but some people they contact me regarding people contacting me, and they're not so flattering. You know, they're, they're very they're very angry. But then there's some weird ones. Like, I, she lived four, four houses away from me. She was a beautiful angel. She didn't get ass fucked. And I said, well. <laughs> <laughs> they actually knew her. Yeah, yeah well, that's yeah. the thing. You do meet some weird people. I imagine you probably get a lot of trolls, too. Oh, fuck, you man. Know? Yeah, yeah I get a lot trolls. of a lot of fucking hate, man. A lot of, a lot of KT will tell you she's aware mm -hmm. of it. But uh, yeah, a lot of people, I don't get it. That's the only thing that maybe sometimes makes me not want to do it. It's just, I'm just, in television, you've got this sort of wall that protects you from yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. In the internet, I mean, you just got people, you know, you're a fucking idiot, you're a fucking racist, I hate your guts, just you know. Fucking comments, this is what I don't understand, you know? though, about like, nowadays people feel they're so entitled to their opinions yeah and they want yeah. ev like, everyone to know about it mm. like yeah fair enough we're all on a podcast now talking about our opinions but mm. if someone disagrees with me i'm not gonna take it 
Personally. You know, opinions are like assholes. So every well, fucker has one. Yes. Yeah, no, exactly. And they're, they're just the, 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 the shit that comes out. And it's just like, you know, give me a fucking break. You know, it's like if you don't, it's, and lots of, you know, you think you're such a tough guy. And it's like, what have I ever said <laughs> yeah. that, that, that makes me. <laughs> You know, and I think sometimes people just project their own, you know, maybe I make you feel inferior. So you think I'm a tough guy. But I mean, if you know me, I'm, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a tough guy. They just want yeah. to hear about more ass fucking, you know, <laughs> but deep down yeah. inside. That's what they want to hear. <laughs> Listen, sometimes spe speaking of that, sometimes I'll look at a case and there is so much ass fucking in it. I say, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Because you're because, typecast. Because you're too unbranded. Yeah, too unbranded. <laughs> because, because I can't spend, or or I'll leave it out. Like because I can't spend 15 minutes going. Oh God, here we go again. <laughs> it's like, and I just, I just, can't, I find a hard time. I find it hard saying sodomize. You know, I just, yeah, I just yeah. have a hard time. It doesn't saying roll that. off the tongue. The way. Yeah, that ex ex it's too biblical. <laughs> it's too biblical. You know. Exactly. It's it's so, you know, but uh, yeah, so sometimes I avoid cases because I think people are going to give me, you know, like people say, well, don't you know that all dead bugs cases talk about ass fucking? But it's it's funny because serial killers, that just seems to be the main thing that they do. I mean, must I be a power thing. Yeah, or... part of the power yeah. trip, you know. Um, so do yeah. you, you know, uh, that was one thing that was sick and wrong because we've been doing it a long time and, you know, we get a lot of haters too. And a lot, and a lot of just oh, you like, do, just, yeah. Oh, yeah, over the years. I mean, I just kind of, you just ignore it. Um, but uh, the the one thing that uh, we we've always had, and I've always found this really odd, is we get a lot of strange people. Because there's the haters, but then there's the people that are obsessed, and th those are some really? of the people. Yeah, they're just obsessed and kind of like sort of go uh, go above and beyond. So my question is, do you have a PO box where people can send you gifts? No, I, I probably I probably I I probably should because people ask all the time, and I don't. And I've well, had a couple says... people's. People send to my address, and but it's just I don't know. It's I would just, never it's, give it's, my home address, but yeah, I fuck. Well, well, thanks for telling me now, dude. I just fucking, <laughs> I just did two fucking days ago. <laughs> yeah, I would never do that. But we've had a PO box for a while. I think I stopped now because people stop sending shit. But uh, we've got we've gotten some weird shit over the years. What's I was just the wondering. Thing I think one of the got. weirdest things I got is that fucking menorah. Speaking of Hanukkah, some guy oh, yeah. went out and he had this like cast iron pentagram menorah made for us it was like red and yellow it's fucking huge and heavy and you know i still have it in my house i don't even know what to do with it i just have it in my closet Fuck, and he sent it to a p.o box no this guy actually came and met me in la and i remember oh, my uh, girlfriend dangerous. at the time she was like he's not coming over here and i was like i'll just go meet him and so i met him at a bar and i and he was like had this big box with him and he's like this is for you and i was like what the fuck and i opened it up i'm like this is weird this is weird. <laughs> so that, that's why that I was I was assuming up. you probably got some weird shit, judging Fuck, by your fans. I, yeah, I'm thinking. Well, I'm thinking uh, the one of the weirdest things that ever happened. I mean, it was it's not from YouTube, but it was when I was uh, doing this Mullet Man show for Sky. Was this guy who was the head of Sony gaming division? Oh, fuck, I oh. shouldn't have said Sony, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> we can cut it out. No, no, that's okay. He's probably he's not there anymore anyway. So, uh, <laughs> I, I don't think it was a long time ago, but he started fucking saying, I love your show. He contacted me and he found out where I lived and he Whoa. started sending me like fucking PlayStations and PlayStation games and shirts and hats and fucking oh, everything. He's that weird. With you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess it's, it's a little yeah. weird, but uh, that's still kind of No, but cool. he said, no, he said, I like, I love your show. I love your show. And this is where it gets weird. So I was like, yeah, okay. But the thing is, I wasn't like, I don't, I don't game. I don't anything. So I don't know anything. So I was just like fucking giving it away. And on Christmas day, 
a chauffeured car showed up in front of my fucking house and this guy gets out and he invited me and my family to go to his place for Christmas dinner. Wow. And it this was fucked is weird. up. And I had to tell him to fuck off. And that was it. <laughs> I had to I sever. I had sure to stop. There's some ass fucking coming into this story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and it was, and it was probably going to be me receiving it. And, <laughs> yeah, that is fucking weird. Yeah, I wonder. It was really? He, I wonder. Was, I mean, if he had like some kind of I miss out a lot of money. He totally had a crush on you. No, but he was like a yeah. head, a head of yeah, like yeah, Sony, yeah. like. But he just loved the show. I mean, the show had a lot of weird fans. But as far as uh, now. I think I get like a lot of, uh, and and no one knows what I look like. So I don't want to make this. I was gonna say I get a lot of naked pictures yeah, and stuff like that. A like a lot pics. of, uh, yeah, and then and then uh, like uh, and then women will get mad because I don't sort of uh, say, "Ooh, well, nice," like, "Ooh, okay, cool." They know you gay, <laughs> and they're like, and then and then they'll send me, they'll be abusive to me after that. I don't give them that reaction that they like. Well, what do they but, want yeah, you really, to do? Like give them a shout out on her. She's got great tits. Yeah, and the funny, yeah, yeah exa ex exactly. And I don't mind if they're good looking, but some of them, uh, oh fuck, it's uh, you know. <laughs> I always thought it was funny. You know, I don't get them as much now, but uh, we used to get pictures all the time. And people just like write S and W, like the initials of the show, on their girls' like labia, and send us a picture really? of their wife's <laughs> labia. And you're just like, what? Are you, what is wrong with you? Why would you do this? <laughs> okay. I've got nothing horrendous yet. I just get sent really, well, really you gross just, You've only been on but the I'm show for a that. month. You're going to start getting the dick pics. Or someone's going to write yeah. sick and wrong on their balls no. and send it to you. Just wait. <laughs> <laughs> First person who does that will get a prize. Cretans. Cretans. So, so uh, Debug, are you planning to do any kind of holiday special? You guys do um, one? You know, it's funny because uh, I, I used to do a, a, a thing called uh, Ziplocked. Which was really uh, yeah, I miss good. it like, blocked. Yeah, but yeah, I got a YouTube didn't like me making jokes about because someone was saying like because I would like read comments and stuff like that, and I think someone made a comment about uh, criminally listed, like oh, yeah. you said you're you know you're as good as criminally, you're almost you know you you and criminally listed are my two favorite channels. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I hate Literally. I hate that guy. And 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 I made my my response on the show was. Because, you know, do, are you familiar with Criminally uh, Fisted, criminally, as I call him? I don't know Criminally Fisted. Is that oh, YouTube no, show? No, it's D, keep it that way. Because yeah. he is like a fucking... Is that another YouTube show? Or, yeah, he's uh, a true YouTube. crime. He just he reads about Wikipedia. But, yeah, but he uh, reads Wikipedia. But my problem is he reads like he's got, like he's a retard. Like he, yeah. he reads like he's got Down syndrome. <laughs> and so I said in the comment on the show, I said, if you want, you know, I said, I said Criminally Listed. I said, if you want someone to read you a uh, a, a true crime story and uh, talk in a retard voice, I know this guy who bags <laughs> this guy who bags groceries at the store near where I live, and he'll do it, and he'll also give you a blowjob for ten bucks. <laughs> so wait, YouTube, YouTube banned that one. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, yeah, YouTube just just me saying that. YouTube took the, the channel down, so I guess criminally fisted saw it and he got all his feelings hurt. Yeah, it only <laughs> takes one dickhead to report you. You know exactly. So I had to take down all the ziplocked episodes. So now if I did a ziplocked episode on YouTube. Um, it would be out of context. People would say, because it's me in a shadow, you know, where like your shadow, you don't see your face, yeah, but you yeah, see yeah. like a shadow. So it would be out of context, but they were good. They're really good. Like I had about like 20 of them up, but I had to take them all down. And if I did it on Patreon, I don't have enough patrons to sort of make it. It's a lot of work. Uh, so it's sort it of like, it, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like doing a concert and playing to 10 people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but ow. So uh, do you have holiday plans? I know you've, you've lived, it sounds like you've lived all over the world. Like uh, in your opinion, from like the States, 
Asia, UK. What was your favorite place to spend the holidays? Ooh. Uh, like who does it the best? California, I like. I like California huh? and I like New York. Mm-hmm. Maybe New York probably beats Cali in that sort of way. Yeah, actually, I think I've had more fun in New York over yeah. years than I ever. Is had it just because of the weather, though? Yeah, it's, it's just because yeah. of the weather. I mean, I loved, I loved uh, living in California and and uh, living. Do you live in LA? Yeah, I lived right in right in LA. I worked for uh, Disney in uh, Hollywood. So. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, so right in the center. The only thing, only bitch about uh, Cali and is if you don't drive, which I don't drive, is it's not easy. Now Mm. Los Angeles is a tough place to live if you don't have a car. I always my one rule for girlfriends: if you don't drive, you can't go out with me. (laughs) That's like my rule because I don't drive either. Yeah, that's my that's my one rule. Like honestly, if they said they didn't drive, I'd say, well, this isn't gonna work out. So crazy expensive to learn how to drive over here as well. It's. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah, it's fuck ridiculous. Yeah. But then if yeah. but then if you live in New York or you live in London, which like what I is yeah, you, you don't, don't need, need to car. drive. Yeah, and yeah. You exactly. know, to be honest, LA is kind of Uber and Lyft has kind of changed everything here. Well, yeah, but I was there uh, before that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. D- d- yeah, before when that I first time. moved here, it was before that, and, and back then it was like when you did drive, you just drank and drove. That's all you did. You driving back from the bar, it was just like a nightmare driving on the highway at <laughs> two and two in the morning. <laughs> oh yeah, and there's, there's another thing about Cali: the fucking the 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 traffic is uh, beyond. Unless you unless you've lived there, it's something that you could never ever want to experience. It is a very it's a very difficult thing to get used to. And yeah. everybody goes out of their way to avoid it, but yeah, it's rough. Well, you uh, can't. Deadbug, thanks for being on the show, man. It's been a lot of fun chatting with you. Um, where so people can go check you out on uh, YouTube. It's uh, Deadbug says. Just do a search. Deadbug says, and uh, or you can type in ass fucking. Ass fucking, <laughs> and it'll show right up. It'll um, show right up. Don't be a picture of me. <laughs> yeah. Just type in the ass fucking show. Um, also That's on it. Twitter, it's at uh, Deadbug Says. And uh, yeah, and you got Patreon too. What's your, what's your Patreon? Oh, dear. I don't know. Uh, KT. Yeah, yeah it's just Deadbug dead, dead Says. I'm sure I mean, it comes dead up. Yeah, like, just, just Deadbug Says, yeah. Your Patreon. Right, you get so much stuff on your Patreon for the price. The podcast yeah. is worth it just for the price alone. Your yeah, patron. exactly. Oh, I, I, think, I, I think it is. Well, you know, half yeah. semi-interested. But, uh, and I'm going to I'm gonna turn people out because, you know, I said a lot of people, I sent them to your show and they love it. So I'm going to start listening to it uh, too. Uh-huh. Oh, you're very, yeah, you're very sweet, aren't you? Mm. Yeah. Well, thanks for being on the show, man. It's been fun chatting with you. Well, thank you. And thank you for talking me around all those technical uh, difficulties. Uh, <laughs> we, sure. we got there in the end. And uh, well, thank you very much, guys. That guy's got to be one of the hardest working people in showbiz, if you think about it. I mean, he does oh, a yeah. he does a twenty minute, you know, at least twenty what twenty twenty five minute show every week, and then on top of yeah. that, he does a podcast. Yeah, you know? the podcast is on the Patreon, which yeah. is worth it alone. Um, and he does like podcast specials as well, where he'll talk about like some, you know, he did an expose on what goes on in fu- side funeral homes. That was like a six part podcast. Well, and then and also, I mean, he didn't go into this too much on the air, but we were talking about it off air is he was saying like, it takes him like seven days to make one of these. So it's like weekly, these come out weekly, but it takes like the whole week to, to produce one of these he shows. He works like, yeah, 12, 12 hour, 12 to 14 hour days making them because he's doing everything himself. He's a, yeah, he's incredible. His work yeah. ethic is 
to be admired. But also just a cool guy. He has some great stories. Yeah. So uh, yeah, definitely people go, go check out his show on YouTube. Dead bug says, um, not for the faint of heart. I'm just telling you that right now, but uh, yeah. yeah, really, really, really cool show. Um, people, this is uh, episode 769 here of Sick and Wrong. We have some news stories coming up next. We have some phone calls a little later in the show. But first, here's a word about our Patreon page. Hey, guys, it's Steven again. Just calling from Evan through a miracle of cybernetic processes. Just to say, thanks for creating your Patreon page. I love to kick back and smoke a fat one with my boy Carl Sagan. While we listen to the extra phone calls and stories we get all the time. Anyway, talk soon. Love you. Bye. So the first story we have here uh, was sent in from Rich. Rich sent this one in. Hey, Rich. Um, a few people actually sent this story to me. And it's happened actually not that far from where I live in Lancaster, uh, California, which is like hey, just I north lived, of LA. Hey, I live near Lancaster. Is Lancaster near me as well? Yeah, but yours is probably called like Lancastershire. No, it's just called Lancaster Day. Oh, okay. I do think your Lancaster <laughs> is named after. It's named after my Lancaster. It okay? probably is. You probably have the original. Yeah. The OG Lancaster. <laughs> yeah. Um, two young people are found decapitated in a Lancaster home. The father arrested. Yeah. Typical. Personal trainer described as, quote, mellow and reliable was arrested this past Friday in connection with the deaths of his two adolescent children, both found decapitated in the family home. Um, deputies found uh, the children's bodies in separate bedrooms in the home. Uh, they also uh, found a, uh, uh, or the, 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 um, mm -hmm. the two children were 12 and 13, a boy and a girl. It's unclear how long they, were, they had been dead. Not the only children in the home. Okay. And this is even weirder. Both parents were in the home when the deputies responded Friday morning. When, so when the deputies came in, both parents were just in the home. Like, I don't know what they were doing. Having you know, a brunch. Having were, some avocado toast. Yeah, I don't know if it was yeah. like, you know, having breakfast, watching Fox and Friends. Meanwhile, their kids are both decapitated in their bedrooms. Um, but they were detained without a struggle and brought in for questioning. The children's mother was questioned, but she actually hasn't been arrested. Whereas mm -hmm. Maurice Jewel Taylor, 34-year-old resident of uh, the home here, the father, he's charged with two counts of murder and two counts of child abuse. Jewel. Um, His middle name is Jewel. Jewel. As in J-E-W-E-L. Yeah, like a jewel. Like It'd be jewel. so much cooler if it was Jewel as in D-U-E-L. Wouldn't as it? in what? As in D U E L, like a duel. Oh, duel. Like Instead Maurice Duel Taylor. Yeah, then that'd, that'd be, be a cool way name. cooler. That'd be like his pro wrestling name. Um, prosecutors allege that he killed the two, uh, his two eldest children on November 29th, uh, stabbing 13 year old Malenka and, uh, and 12 year old Maurice Jr. He then kept their bodies in separate rooms of the house. Get this forced his two younger sons, ages eight and nine, to look at the bodies of their dead, decapitated siblings for several days because they were locked in the rooms. Shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Talk about what tough is love. What doing? That Don't, is my... I mean, seriously. You know, I like to think I'm a 70s dad at heart, but this is a 70s dad. It's <laughs> like, dad talk about... Don't yeah. give your father any back sass or this will happen to you. 
you know, have some fucking respect. Did uh, Drunk Dad ever do this to teach you uh, a lesson about respect? No, Drunk Dad was quite, uh, even though he was a terrifying man, he was, you know, a gentle soul. He's a pacifist? Uh, Yeah, he was actually. Hmm. Yeah. Um, He probably was uh, sick. He probably drank because of your back's ass, I imagine. (laughs) The stress of me. I would like to think that that is true. A lot of boyfriends have been driven to drink because of me. The two boys... Um, the two younger sons were forced to stay inside the bedrooms without food for several days looking at the corpses. What the hell is the mother doing at... <laughs> Where's the mom? Well, that's the thing. I was thinking, I was like, now that is tough love. You know, these kids probably need to learn yeah. a lesson. How else are you going to teach them to take responsibility for their actions other than locking them in a bedroom with their decapitated siblings? How else do you teach this? So several days without food or water, at what point would you start nibbling on them? Well, I mean, I don't know if it was that long. <laughs> I, I mean, thought you just said several days. Well, it said a few days, but I mean, you can go a couple of days without eating the corpses of your siblings. I don't, I don't know, know how it you. is over in the UK. Jesus. I'd, uh, there would be a point where I'm like, I could have a nibble here and I'm not going to get told off because I can just go when the police start interviewing me, I can be like, and then he made me eat them. It is weird how Mummy was totally cool about this punishment, though. I wonder, it, obviously, Mummy, I think, is heavily under abuse as well. But, like, <laughs> geez, but why didn't she go and get, like, locked up with them either? He must like her. He likes her. Yeah, I don't know what he does to, uh, to punish her for her back sass. They don't go into that yet. Uh, yeah. The two other children in the home did appear to be uninjured. Um, they were both taken to a hospital as a precaution, and the sheriff's department is working with the Lake County Department of Children and Family Services to place them in a new home. Hopefully a new home that doesn't have such severe punishment. Um, <laughs> severed heads. Yeah. <laughs> severed head. Being locked in the room, the severed heads of your siblings. Uh, the fire department initially responded to the home. This is how how they uh, uncovered all of this uh, because they're following up on a report about a potential gas leak. So I guess the concern about the gas leak stemmed from Taylor's former and current clients. So he's a personal trainer and he mm-hmm. does like zoom sessions with his, uh, with his um, trainees. Um, so he worked at a Santa Monica physical therapy and fitness center. And so his trainees had been struggling to contact him all week. Um, Howard Kern who's an attorney, um, he said he saw Taylor for sessions for about seven years. Um, he said, I'm really concerned. He goes, I was concerned. We were concerned about a possible gas leak in the home because I guess he mentioned something about that. He said, we knew there were four children and two adults and we were concerned about uh, their safety. Another client who uh, spoke on the condition of anonymity uh, said that uh, Taylor had been working remotely via Zoom because of the pandemic, but they always they described him as very reliable, very responsive, and a mellow individual. They always are. It's the quiet ones. It's the mellow ones, the seemingly mellow ones you need to be concerned about. Mm-hmm. You know, those are the ones you have to be suspicious of. Well, know? he was obviously mellow with other people, but it doesn't sound like he was very mellow with his family. Definitely not. No. Um, the client said that she knew something was not right this week uh, when Taylor did not send out a Zoom link for his sessions. He also mm-hmm. never even showed up for his appointed time. She said, we knew they weren't out of town. It was obvious. They also didn't have any money to travel. So I like how they just know so much about his poor family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
like it's a bit presumptuous, bitch. Yeah, like, maybe pay them a little <laughs> extra so they could take a fucking yeah. vacation. Jesus. I really just wanted to have my workout, okay? And he wasn't fucking there. Uh, several clients said he was diligent and a hardworking trainer who uh, patiently worked with each, uh, each client. Kern, the attorney, said, think of the nicest person you know. Multiply that by five. He worked so hard to support himself. Unfortunately... We don't know enough to say what happened. Well, he's obviously he, not a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe he's a nice guy. I don't think he's a, the world's best dad. You know? No, that's true. <laughs> um, apparently, he'd been working on his own since he was 18. Uh, his clients sense that uh, Taylor is living under a tremendous amount of pressure. So I guess over the past few years, he had faced challenges, including a marriage that seemed very contentious. Uh, from the phone calls that Taylor would receive from his wife at the gym. Uh, several clients said it was very embarrassing. You could hear him swearing and yelling on the phone. Mm-hmm. And then he'd come back very apologetic and says that she was screaming at him. You know, mm-hmm. talk about awkward. This actually reminded me of uh, an incident. This is why I don't play guitar. So oh, I, wanted okay. to play, I wanted to play guitar. You know, you look at me, people look at me, they're like, you know, especially in college, I had long hair, everyone's like, you're in a band. You, know, you just yeah. assume as in a band. So I was thinking, you know what? I should be in a band. And I tried to be in a few bands as a singer, but I was like, I want to be in a band and play guitar, you know, learn how, how hard could it be? You know, it couldn't be that hard. So uh, I went it and found hard, a guy. It is hard, Well, I didn't know. It is. Yeah, way yeah. too hard for me. Plus, I have no musical talent whatsoever. Um, mm-hmm. Found that out later. But anyway, it was the experience I had with this guitar teacher that just turned just turned me off it. I never got into playing guitar. So I went to this guy in Ann Arbor. when I was in college. I found him in the back of a newspaper. Maybe, or maybe it was at a record store. I found like an ad or something. His name was Blake. And he was just like... A very mellow guy, kind of a hippie, skinny dude, tall, like brown shag. He kind of looked like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, actually, yeah. with a beard. Um, and he's just a really mellow guy. And so I'd go to his house every Saturday to try to learn how to play Black Sabbath songs because that's all I wanted to listen to and all uh-huh. I wanted to learn. And they're not that hard to play, you know, it's just power chords. So he'd be teaching me the power chords in like his, uh, he had one music room. You know, I'd be like sitting there learning the power chords of Sweet Leaf. And then every now and then his wife would poke her head through the door and be like, I know who called you last night, you piece of fucking shit. Like, I know you're cheating on me. Fuck you. And just slam the door. And then Blake would be like, hey, you know, David, just keep playing the chords. I'll be right back. I'm just going to be right back for one second. Okay. Just excuse me. And then I'd hear, I'm like, you fucking bitch. No, how dare you? I'm in a fucking lesson. Like, ah, ah, like screaming. And I would just be sitting there like, you know, trying to learn smoke on the water. And it's like the first thing he was teaching me. But, uh, was that whole experience. Eventually I just like, I was like, you know, fuck it. I'm not going to. I, can't I love the guitar. fact that you're looking for a guitar teacher in Ann Arbor that isn't Ron Ashton. For shame <laughs> on you. Like, this is why you should not play guitar. That would have been amazing if Ron Ashton was my guitar teacher. I would have gone you to know, him you over this hippie, this angry you hippie. You could have just gone over to his house and said, can he teach you some chords? And he was such a nice guy. He fucking would have. His mum would have invited you in. You could have become a family friend. But look at you. You deserve what happened to you. Well, Blake's probably a lot cheaper. <laughs> Uh, but it was so weird. He would come back in and be like, hey, I'm really sorry about that. Where were we? You know, it's just like, 
Dude, <laughs> I, I just heard that. Like, let's not pretend that that didn't happen. Yeah, I bet you it's very similar with this guy. So at Lancaster, there are early reports of these two dead kids that were very shocking. You know, when this came out, like all the, it's a smaller, you know, it's a smaller neighborhood, you know, or mm-hmm. suburb actually. And so uh, nearby property owners, you know, began to revisit what they'd been observing you know, at their neighbor Taylor's home over the past few years. That's my favorite thing. After something like this happens, that's when the neighbors just start shit talking. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because we that's never what the liked media him. Wants. Yeah, they yeah. were always weird. Mm-hmm. So uh, the landlord of the property that they lived in said he started noticing or paying attention to the home about a couple of years ago. Um, he he wished to remain anonymous for fear of being connected to the incident. Well, they already know. You said landlord, so he kind of already he knows who you are. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he said when he visited the property, the house, quote, just looks strange. He's like, you know, because other neighbors would spend outside, you know, time outside greeting one another. He's like, but this house is always eerily silent. He's like, except for mm-hmm. Maurice, who would come and go. You know, he goes, I just remember that I just, it just seemed weird anytime I was there. You know, every Thursday night, You'd see Maurice standing on his porch wearing his wife's lingerie, blasting Michael McDonald's songs from a boombox and just crying. But not like just, you know, regular tears. It was like sobbing, like deep yeah. sobbing. We thought it was weird, you know. We thought it was weird, but we didn't think he would decapitate his children. Do you know what Ed Gein used to do? Did he play Michael McDonald's songs? I imagine he would have loved Michael McDonald. Rest he, in he peace. He looks Ed like Gein. a Hall and Oates guy to me, but hey. And also Hollow Notes. De- definitely would have liked Hollow Notes. But so like Ed Gein made that made that skin suit, didn't he? Where oh, it was yeah. like him with the tits <laughs> and the vagina. And he had a mask as well. So you, what he would do, he would he would put that on. He'd put on his lovely skin suit, his favorite outfit. And he would go outside and dance and twirl under the stars for hours and hours. Well, could you imagine now that's, next door to that guy? That's, that's <laughs> fucking strange. Okay, right? <laughs> You're a landlord and you go around and see that there's something afoot here in there but like what this guy's strange because the house is quiet and he doesn't say hello to his neighbors fucking america do you know how often i say hello to my neighbors well i'm sure they fear you (laughs) as the local witch yeah but i'm not yeah like i don't know take your judgment somewhere else landlord they keep a quiet home he was saying it's the only house in the block where all the windows were blacked out like my house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not a big fan of sunlight, so I can understand, like, you know, the blackout curtains, though, but I don't black out my windows. Uh, the property owner said he knew of a, a couple and two young children who lived there, but never saw them. And he didn't even know that there are two other kids that live there. What a great yeah. landlord. He's really concerned about the welfare of his tenants here. Yeah, he knows a lot about this house and what goes on. So the mayor of Lancaster said he's, you know, still working with the authorities to gather information about what happened. Uh, but he said it appeared that the economy, the closure of schools and public places and the tight living quarters in homes amidst this pandemic has been creating a stressful environment for everybody. The social fabric of the country and the world has been shredded and we're starting to see the aftermath. Said I do more, like that statement. I like that too. And, you know, I kind of agree with him. He's like more and more we're seeing people who are desperate and that can only have one result. Murdering your family. No, murdering your family. I get it. I mean, that's what happens. We've all seen The Shining. You know, we empathize with Jack Nicholson. Every every fucking winter, this time of year, there's always some, a couple of dads who snap and will just kill their whole fucking family. It happens. 
Yeah, right? there's always the it's, Christmas story of a psycho dad. It's, yeah, it's always a psycho, a psycho fucking dad who just loses it. I think we so, did that last year. Uh, Bruce Pardo, who like you know went to his ex's like family's house, dressed up as Santa, and his kids were like, "Yeah, Daddy! the Santa massacre. and he just like came yeah. out, and just shot everybody in the house. Yeah, yeah. good for him. Well, it's Fuck just Christmas. stressful time of year, you know. You know what? It's only stressful if you make it stressful. Christmas is a fake holiday. You don't need to celebrate it. Simple as. You know, I, I wonder how many families, because of all the uh, you know the economy being. Um, you know, being ravaged and everything because of COVID. I wonder how many mm -hmm. people are going to make gifts for their kids this year. Oh, God. I would just rather <laughs> not have a gift. <laughs> Don't get me fucking anything. Because you're I just going to throw me away, aren't you? Make a, a picture a with a bunch of, like, macaroni cheese noodles, like, Oh my god! Glued. See, this is why I don't want children. <laughs> glitter. I don't want children presenting me with this fucking artwork. That I and I want you fucking shite. I want you fucking shit, mate. You little fucking... fucking pricks. You know what, you little dick? Bagger off. Draw... I want a Bob Ross painting. <laughs> you can do a Bob Ross off. Fuck off. Yeah, you see, tough love. That's what I'm talking about. What do you have here for the second story? So the second story I have is that Nevada cops, they open fire on man holding boy hostage. Ooh. Oh, right. This is also opening with my least favorite word that is used in any, whenever I see it used in like, you know, true crime, I just, smegma? it pisses me off. No, I like the word smegma. Oh, okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm also used to smegma. Chilling. Body oh, cam chilling. footage. Chilling. Chillingly. Very generic. I just hate it. I just think it should be banned. Okay. I'm throwing the word chilling into the, into the gas chamber. It's going in there. Chilling body cam footage shows the moment cops opened fire on a crazed man who claimed to be Batman's supervillain Bane, and he was pointing his gun at the head of a 12-year-old boy in Nevada. Bane? Bane was the uh, the guy with, like, the crab mask kind yeah, of? Yeah, Tom, Tom Hardy. Tom was... Hardy played him, yeah. <laughs> that, like, <laughs> Love him. He's great. You know what you're going to do? Like, yeah, right. So we're going to hire Tom Hardy. He is fantastic at accents. He is beautiful beyond compare. Put a fucking mask on him. <laughs> a great casting yeah. decision there. <laughs> Take the shot if you have it. But do not hit that. A woman can be heard saying because she's cut off by the sound of gunfire. That's what's amazing about this story is they actually released the body cam footage mm. of like this this shootout and you see like I mean these cops have like AK forty sevens and shit and they're just like shooting this guy in you know this this guy mm -hmm. but you can hear him say that like he's like take the shot. A man also yells, "There's a kid in the car! There's a kid in the car!" As the shots ring out and a cop orders cease fire, according to the video, which I think. I have you it queued up. Uh, you want you, yeah. you to play it? All right. Yeah, so you do. It's it. a long video, but then at the end, it actually aired the body cam footage. So here you go. Is he pointing at Pendleton? Yeah. Pendleton. Yeah. Pendleton. He's pointing it. Take the shot if you have it, Pendleton. Do not hit that fucking door. Stop! 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 There's a kid in the car. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and then uh, there's like a, another kind of 
That, that's pretty much it. But yeah, they, I mean, they, they all have a lot of, I mean, they're, they're very armed. They're armed to the teeth. They have like a lot of weapons and they just unload on this guy holding a 12-year-old kid hostage. I mean, it's crazy. So the, the chaos that ensued left both Jason Neoborn, this is a fantastic name, 38, and his child hostage, a hostage Joseph Hawatamer. <laughs> wait wait a second. It. The guy's name is Jason Neoborn? Jason Neoborn. Yeah, and then he's claiming that he's Bane. This well, guy His, his last name's Born. Yeah. Why didn't he go with fucking Born Supremacy? Like, isn't... Maybe... Maybe he doesn't like Matt Damon. Maybe he likes Tom Thomas Hardy. What was Matt Damon's name? And was it Jason Bourne? Yeah. Well, what the Bourne. fuck? This guy, like, he can't. Okay, Jason Bourne. He's middle obviously name clearly is Neo. changed his name. Middle mm, name is he's... Neo Matrix, and now he thinks he's Bane. I don't understand yeah. what the fuck this guy. You know, does he? Why did he go with Dirty Harry or something, or fucking he, Bronson? He what? Because I imagine. Oh, I wonder if he was wearing a mask. <laughs> Who knows? Can you can you talk like Bane? Can you do that? What's Bane's yeah, accent? Yeah, I just did it then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not very convinced. All right. <laughs> That's how he sounds. Um, so they left them dead. This is, but it's unclear if any of the cop's bullets hit the boy during the November 3rd incident in Henderson, Nevada. I he think it's quite clear. Know, There's like eight cops. Eight cops and, just unloading on this dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, th I think we can figure this out. So Henderson Deputy Police Chief David Burns said in a statement that it was the suspect's actions that caused the death of the child. Officers were unable to rescue the juvenile before he succumbed to the injuries inflicted by Bourne. So he's protecting his officers, isn't he? That's his job. I mean, maybe, maybe Bourne just capped him. Bourne again. So the deadly standoff began after cops responded to a report of shots fired and they found Joseph's mum and housekeeper killed and his 16-year-old sister wounded in the family home. So, like, Joseph had a housekeeper. So Joseph was the 12-year-old uh, the boy? Yeah, the boy murdered. He had a housekeeper. This must be in like Nevada. A, well, yeah. maybe it's like a, a, a rich subdivision or something. Well, it must be. Oh, well, it's in an apartment building because he's believed to have been the upstairs neighbor. And he apparently kicked his way into the apartment before the carnage ensued. His current motive is unknown. Hmm. Obviously. Well, he's Bane. He can do what he wants. He's looking for Batman, isn't he? That's his motive. I wish, do they have a picture of this guy? Does he even look like Bane? I actually Wasn't Bane find a like picture. a big, massive, muscular dude with a with Bane a mask? is Tom Hardy. Think about how beautiful Tom Hardy is. Let's give everyone one oh, I'm thinking moment. about the comic, the actual character of Bane. Like, wasn't Bane no, just no, this no, no, massive no, 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 no. dude? No one's wanting to think about Bane. Think about Tom Hardy. <laughs> beautiful Thomas Hardy with his kissy lips. I would ride Tom Hardy into battle, but... As officers were looking for the shooter, Bond called 911. He was telling the dispatcher that he was from the future and he had killed someone. I want to introduce myself, said Bond, knowing that his name was Bane, a supervillain in the Batman universe. Bond also claimed to be a and he demanded that cops give him a helicopter. I want a chopper. I want a really big chopper. He told I the police dispatcher, "I want a chopper. I, I want a chopper. I would really like a chopper." Yeah, I, I can't do that, it. boys. Um, 
So wait, he's calling 911 while he's holding this kid hostage. He's saying he's Bane and yes. he wants them to send a chopper. Send a chopper. chopper. Do it now. Yeah. <laughs> Do it now. Bond told dispatchers he didn't want to hurt the boy but when they asked him for his location he like gave the phone to the boy and he was like you tell them boy but then he also said on the recording call was he telling that to the boy like if you (laughs) get the address wrong to the boy to joseph yeah joseph you know the 12 year old boy did you know your address at 12 I'm not sure if I would have known my address at 12. But... Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Who, I wasn't I rotundo. Then. <laughs> Are you sure? I wasn't homeless either. So I think I could have, I think I could have figured it out. Officers were directed to the suspect's Cadillac Escalade parked at the apartment complex. Bond was sitting in the driver's seat and the boy was next to him. The boy was next to him. So, you know, this is like a wealthy suburb or wealthy subdivision. The guy's got an Escalade. The other family's got a housekeeper. Yeah, I mean, Mm -hmm. and Jason Bourne here, like lived (laughs) on his own in an apartment upstairs. Yeah, no, these these people are definitely wealthy. he's doing pretty well. Yeah. So when the the cops approached him as he sat in his caddy, he was still on the phone with the dispatcher, but he had his gun pointed at the boy and he refused to roll down his window and he refused to interact with the officers who were present on the scene. And the dispatchers were trying to convince him to roll down a window when a a cop who had his rifle pointed at Bond said, like, stop pointing your gun at Joseph. And... By now, it'd be going on like, you know, this is America. It'd probably been going on for 30 seconds. So the cops were told to take the shot if you have it. Take the shot, That's boys, insane. if you've got it. That's insane. So yeah. the guy's in, in the car. He's in an Escalade. He's got they a gun to the, the head boy. of, a, of a, yeah. a 12-year-old. People know that there's a kid. He's got a gun to the 12-year-old. And they still were like, take the shot. Shot, if what you have shot? it. What shot? Like, I mean, and I guess maybe they're snipers or something. No, they're just regular cops with rifles because... As they got told to take the shot, if you have it, they all let out a barrage of deadly gunfire. Oh, we heard that. (laughs) Yeah, leaving both the 12-year-old boy and his 38-year-old captor dead. So they killed Bane. This is an American story, baby. Yeah, where Bane got killed. Wow. Poor Bane. Thomas Hardy, please never die. This is the moral of the story. Tom Hardy to live forever. Thank you, please. (laughs) So wait, so so that, that was it? Now they're trying to protect the police officers. Yeah, and now mean, the guys. Ballistic evidence that will prove that there's like 30 bullets inside, a, a, you know, the, the, these this two bodies. Tiny child. Yeah. yeah but what's, what's going to happen? Nothing. It's America. They're going to suspended the cops have for. Guns. Well, they're probably going to have to. Now what happens is like you gotta, you're on desk duty for two months. That's what happens. Yeah, that's just what they do. And yeah. I'll hush up and quiet up again. But let's just. Can we talk more about Tom Hardy? <laughs> I mean, I just find it funny that this guy. I wonder what this guy's real name. Jason Neo Bourne. Neo Bourne. He, I think he could, watches too many, uh, too many movies. Just, if you were to name yourself after a movie character, which movie character's name would you have? Kojak. Oh, Kojak's great. Yeah, Kojak. Personally, I would rename myself Tom Hardy. Tom so Hardy. When <laughs> so when I'm fucking myself with my vibrator, I'm actually fucking Tom Hardy. You'd and I'm fucking Tom dream. Hardy. Uh, fucking Tom Hardy, baby. Maybe we yeah. should get Tom Hardy to shove the dreidels in there because that would go viral. <gasps> oh my, I would do that for free. 
<laughs> uh, people send your story at at gmail.com. We have some phone calls coming up next. You can call the Sick Ron hotline at 323-522-4032. But before we get to the phone calls, Here's a holiday message from AdamandEve.com. Ah, the holidays. It's snowing outside, the fire is crackling, and there's a big jar of unused lube on your nightstand. And that can only mean one thing. It's December. Yes, that time of year that we celebrate Christ's alleged birth with the purchase of a shiny brand new dildo at AdamEve.com. And if you use coupon code DIDDLE on your order, you'll get 50% off your first purchase, three free adult DVDs, and a free gift. Show your loved ones you still care and cram a brand new dildo down their holiday road. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E, like priests do to altar boys. Hallelujah. So we got a few phone calls to get to here. 323-522-4032. Uh, people, you got to call in um, for the holiday show. So we're doing a holiday show this is me a special guest appearance of you'll never guess who it's going to be, John Steele, <laughs> yeah, and Wackerly. Yep, for awesome. the annual holiday show, we we're going to talk about the miracle birth of uh, John Steele's um, child, and uh, I think my brother might actually make an appearance too. It's going to be a fun. Excellent. It's going to be a fun time that's coming up. So give us a call three two three five two two four zero three two, and you can get on the show. You can ask them whatever you want, or just tell your own Christmas story. Um, also, we started that new uh, segment here of Ask Kate for advice. Kate's been uh, posting these like salacious pictures I've noticed on Instagram with the phone number, but it's the segment's called Ask Kate. It's got theme music. It's official. Um, we have we do have like a few Yacobian calls that have been coming in. Yeah, we have a few yeah. calls that have been coming in asking for uh, your sage advice. Um, so, uh, three, two, three, five, two, two, four, zero, three, two. Uh, the first call here for this week is somebody that, uh, uh, Kate, you'll know this person very well, actually. Oh, okay. It's a bit of a surprise. I was surprised to hear, hear from him, but you, you'll definitely recognize this voice and you'll recognize this person. Hello, Kate. It's drunk daddy calling, <laughs> you know, you're running your old mouth on a fake radio station. Let me say it. I'm down here in hell, just where you think I am with pep pep. Drape myself Thank you. to death because of your whole mouth. <laughs> if your mother could only see this family now. Ooh, wow, he sounds very vengeful there. Yeah, he sounds about as drunk as ever. I'm glad he's enjoying his uh, place in hell. <laughs> There's drunk dad from beyond the grave. Yeah. Chilling phone call there. <laughs> Chilling, Chilling phone Yeah, that's call. the first time I've had a contact with him in a decade. Um, yeah, he's not changed. Yeah, I'm so, amazed yeah. at how, how uh, sometimes the rabbi calls from heaven. He's in rabbi heaven. Mm. I think there's even been a, my mom has called in before too, which is always nice. It's a good, good yeah. uh, nostalgia moment and nostalgia for me. So it just takes you right back to your childhood. Yeah. There you go. Did, did, yeah. did that, is, did, is that like his, his typical speaking voice? He sounds yeah, like a pirate kind of. That's pretty much what he sounded like. Yeah. Drunk daddy. And now he's drunk fucking dad. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Well, drunk yeah. dad. There's a little reunion there. Drunk dad and his daughter Kate. It's beautiful. Very touching. Lovely. Touching moment. Thank you. Yeah. Just Thank you, drunk dad. Yeah. Uh, next call here, the wad. The wad. One of Kate's favorite awesome. callers. Yeah. I he love called the wad. in with a uh, a wacky story here. Wacky mm -hmm. story from the wad. Let's go. It's two parter. 
Hello, Kate and D. It's me, the Watt. The Watt. So, uh, I recently had one of the craziest weeks of my life. Uh, I made sure I smoked a lot of weed before placing this call. I want my anxiety to be at a ten. So, <laughs> yeah, we appreciate this might that. Might drag on at times, but trust me, the pay the payoff will be worth it. So, this was the last week of October. We begin on Monday, the twenty sixth. This is the day I start my testosterone replacement therapy. He mentioned this in the last call. Yeah, we had a lot we of questions wondering. about this. Yeah. So, yeah, I was wondering if it was like some kind of like like working out supplement, like if it was like that. Yeah, because like he's, he's, he's buff like Danzig, isn't he? I don't know if he's that buff, but yeah, I think he's like a, a guy that is into fitness. But I didn't know yeah. if it was something like that or if it's like. You know, he had He's his testicles removed and yeah. he needed to get testosterone treatments or something. I don't know. So let's, let's find <laughs> out. I had blood drawn to check my T levels, and apparently my total testosterone levels were normal, but my free testosterone was at a below average level. So I got my first injection that day. They let me do it myself. I'm now injecting myself every five days. I just stick the needle in my thigh and pump it in. Now, my nipples have been... I wonder what it does to your body. Like, I wonder if you get, like, a lot of chest hair. I wonder if it makes your dick bigger. Uh, yeah, is it dangerous for men to not have enough testosterone? Or you mean to have, like, a surplus of testosterone? Well, yeah, because, like, so he he's saying that overall his testosterone levels aren't as high as they should be. So, like, does that mean that you're more susceptible to, like, I don't know, cancer? Oh, shit like that. I would think you'd have like a higher singing voice, you know? And, yeah, like uh, a probably, probably less a hair, less voice. hair on your yeah. body. Yeah, that's what I imagine so would now happen. He, so now he's going to get like a Johnny Cash um, baritone. Like a baritone, a deep baritone. Mm. It's going to be a very like, hairy he's man. He's going to get really hairy. Captain Caveman over here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens. He's going to get a hairy back. You better watch out there, Wad. Sensitive lately, but other than that, I feel great. I even got off the cigarettes again. So Good. Immediately after after that injection, I got to go to a job interview. I actually get the job. Fuck yeah. I'm going to be an insurance salesman. Wow. Congrats. Yeah. And well done. The next day, though, was a much more somber one. I had to put my basset hound, Petey, down. He was 14 and a half. Wow. Uh, Petey. One of these days, Sorry I'll probably call that. in with some stories about him. He was he was a mischievous little asshole. I loved him. Yes, I want to hear Petey's stories. Basset hounds. Those those are. Yeah. I've always been a fan you. of those dogs. I yeah. love basset hounds. They are adorable. They have such an odd shape. Like they run they are, and like kind funny. of weird. <laughs> yeah, with like those little stubby legs. Their, yeah, and I like their ears. They're very a very cute dog. Petey. Fourteen love years me. though. That's great for a dog. Now. The finale, though, happened on Saturday morning. So uh, I've called up and told stories before about my uh, fake sister. Uh, we thought my father thought that she was his daughter, moved her in with us. Oh, yeah. The paternity test came back negative. And uh, she had been around the block quite a few times, and I was a virgin, and when she found out we weren't siblings, uh, it didn't take long for some stuff to start happening. Yeah, I remember him going into this story about how we, uh, it's... Yeah. I mean, this is like total Pornhub. Like, he's... <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, totally best, You know? Put your Stop sister it, to the step, test. bro. Yeah. Hey, what's up, step, bro? <laughs> yeah. You know, my whole life, I've been like, okay, the situation was weird, 
but at least we weren't really related, you know? Yeah. Oh, shit. You know, so it's just like some porn hub, you know, slutty stepsister, <laughs> slutty stepmom type of shit, you know? Uh, you know, weird, but, you know, like, hey, it wasn't like real incest, right? So. Yeah, it's like Pornhub incest, not real incest. <laughs> yeah, not real incest. On Saturday morning, I get this message. And I'll fill you in on the details on the next call. Ooh, what a cliffhanger. What a cliffhanger. All right, here's part two. I think I, I, think I know where this is going. You think they're related? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if that heightens the passion. So Saturday morning. I get a message from one of the uh, fake slash stepsisters' uh, cousin. How many are there? Oh, wait. That's a cousin. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. It's a message from the fake stepsisters' cousin. So this is his fake cousin. And she tells me that the, that, uh, the girl, the fake, the fake stepsister, had uh, taken a DNA test on Ancestry.com, which I'm also on. And that it says that she's my first cousin. <laughs> and at first I'm like, yeah, fucking right. You know, let me get on there and see. I log in, and there she fucking is right at the top, listed as a first cousin. What the fuck? You know, yeah, that, that is definitely <laughs> weird. I would be more concerned if it was like, actually, she's an actual sibling. like she Sister. Has, yeah, like yeah. a sister or something like that. Because, you know, to be honest... My grandparents are first cousins. I think that explains oh, a lot. That, that explains a lot about it you. It does explain it does. a lot. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's actually fairly common. I have a theory about this. It was, this. for well, a long time. I, yeah, I have a theory about this, especially with uh, Jews, because Jews lived in like these shtetls, these small um, villages. So my, my uh -huh. grandparents are from a small village in Belarus, Russia, and you're not allowed to marry outside of the faith. So it's like mm. your options are pretty limited, you know? And so he ended up marrying his first cousin, which I guess was pretty fairly common. But my theory on this is this is why, you know, with the Nazis killing all the Jews, it pared down even the, the, uh, the normal amount of Jews that you could breed with. And so that's why you have all these first cousins. And then that is why you have these people like Jerry Seinfeld or Woody Allen, these like, you know, fucking weird geniuses or a guy that looks like Jerry Seinfeld. You could tell me that his relatives, there's no incest in the, in the, in that DNA. Like, look at that fucking guy. Yeah. You know, I've, but like also like, look at the Royal family. They're oh, all fucking that, cousins. Yeah. What, was um, it, who's it? The Happer pants or whatever. Was that, what's that one? The, the Happer snaps. I don't know. The happy snappers. No. Hey, we're happy campers here in the Royal I family. I forget their name, hey. but the, no, there's just like really, um, incest is a uh, bloodline. That's just like, they, they have like these deformed faces. Oh, you're talking about the Spanish ones. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, what, I, I know who you mean. Name? I uh, just forget their they it's like, like a, was he Prince? Was he like a Philip, the one who's real fucked up? I actually dated the a guy Haps, who kind of looked Hapsburg, like him. I'm sorry, the Habsburg. Mm. They're deformed due to inbreeding, and their faces look deformed. You know, and so, it's just and it's just from generations of inbreeding. Now, even I, like, but I think that comes from a closer 60s. relative, though. Yeah, even up until the 60s, though, it was like fairly common for you. It's always been like looked down upon, but it happened all the time. I mean, look at Jerry Lee Lewis; he married like his cousin. Yeah, but she was also like 11. We're not going to get into the pedophilic aspect. I'm just pointing out. <laughs> I think that's a little weird. Married weirder. his cousin. Yeah, but he like, still married his cousin, and it was all like everyone was like, yeah, 
it happens. Well, tell me like, about it. your your dad. I'm sure your dad, your angry Palestinian father, shagged many <laughs> a family member. Guaranteed. You know? Yeah. He's probably got a hundred cousins walking around. Yeah. Like I'm secret sure. cousins. That I'm sure your about. dad drank a lot of white claw, went out, fucked one yeah. of his cousins at least once or twice. Mm-hmm. So apparently not only was my scumbag father fucking her mom back in 1980, uh, he was also sharing her with one of his brothers. Whoa. Uh, the question is, though, which one is it? it, it, it it's one of three people. And I, I, I want to know who the fuck it is, because honestly, I want to flip the fuck out on him and say, the bitch should have gone to your fucking house. <laughs> yeah, because uh, didn't didn't they have to raise her? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Taking away, you know, attention and money from the from the what? Yeah, eating his yeah. cookie crunch. It's not fun. Mm, it's not. Hey, Mike, can you believe my nasty fucking father? You know, I, I shouldn't be surprised at this point. You know, I really shouldn't be. But. This this just takes the fucking case, you know? He's just like, come on over, brother. I have some good pussy for you. Smell it. It's good. I clean it myself. Yeah, I-, I wonder if they shagged her at the same time. Like a menage a trois like, with the two just brothers. Just like a little, a little train, a brotherly train of love. Yeah, and I'm just wondering if it's like some double penetration between the two brothers. Mm. Yeah, that'd be weird. Then they'll never know. According to Ancestry, I share more DNA with her than all my other cousins on this. But to be honest, I shared a lot more DNA than that with her. Yeah, um, sounds like it. Jesus fucking Christ, man. Wow. Woo! So you're gonna like, you know, rekindle that relationship here? <laughs> Round number two? Now, yeah, now you know that you're close. You might the as secret's well out. get closer. Yeah. It's gotta be an awkward family reunion. Do you know what? This is why I will never do one of these ancestry blood tests because they just lead to trouble and strife. If you're a killer, they they you know, you're gonna get caught. Yeah, that's why I wouldn't do it. I would never do it because I I want my victims to never be found. But also, I don't want to be like, and you are related to this rotundo who lives in Sussex. That you had sex with? Oh, obviously. I only have sex with rotundos. Rotundos (laughs) only allowed in my house. But yeah, I I, I wouldn't, I mean, I don't even care about the family that I know, except for my immediate family. I I don't care Mm. about like my cousins or- The great, (laughs) yeah. yeah. For the most part. So I don't even want to know the ones that I've never even heard about. You know? And people are like, oh, my God, I'm 2% Chinese. Now I have to go and find out my Chinese roots. It's like, no, you don't. Like, but these are the same people you know, who put a little piece of tape over their camera on their computer because they're worried about mm-hmm. being spied on, but yet they're giving mm-hmm. their DNA to some website. And I, I, it makes yeah, no sense. Yeah, I really agree. But, like, so the what is a cousin fucker? <laughs> cousin fucker. He's a cousin fucker. Yeah, well. I'm worried it might affect my sexual hangups now, you know? Like, I do watch a lot of slutty stepmom, stepsister porn. Uh, I never get that. I'm hoping I don't start getting the urge to watch some cousin fucker type. You know, if you turn <laughs> the volume off, it's just regular porn. Yeah, it's just regular porn. But, like, it lit- whenever I log on and go on to Pornhub, I watch a specific type of porn. And, yet yeah, the front page is always, like... Yeah, the I show my step. Around. It's all fucking incest porn, and like never once have I been like, oh yeah, you know what's gonna turn me on right now? A step bro fucking his stepsister. 
I've never once been interested in seeing that. Why I like, are you, you know, they're getting this creative with the genre because the steps is step, you know, bro, stepmom mm. porn has been around for a little while now, but now they're getting creative. Like, I was on Pornhub the other day and I saw all these videos. I don't know why they're being served to me because I don't click on these. This is not my thing. Yeah. Um, but there's these videos of like, you know, stepson comes in and finds his mom stuck in the laundry machine and she's like <laughs> yeah, in the dryer yeah, no, just kind of stuck and he's like, well, I don't mind if I'll I do. Pulls you. down her yoga yeah. pants and just starts fucking her. Or yeah. stepmom gets stuck under the bed. And it's like the most ridiculous places that they get stuck in. It's like, mm. she's not fucking stuck. I've been stuck in things before. She's not stuck. You know? And, but so meanwhile, she's got, got her stuck. ass, like, you know, spread open. When you were stuck, is that how you got unstuck? Did somebody just come in and <laughs> start fucking take, me? Your, yeah. take your yoga pants down? <laughs> well, not <laughs> someone, about 10 people. But yes, I, I remember yeah. that. No, I mean, uh, I've had my uh, hands stuck in like a fucking pipe before and then I had to like mm-hmm. grease it out to get it out. But the way these, these the premise for these movies is like this hot woman in yoga pants <laughs> is like trying to fix her bed frame. Next thing you know, her head's stuck in the bed frame. And then the son's just like, Hey, what are you doing with the bed frame? All right. And just pulls her yoga <laughs> pants down, just starts fucking her. And then she's like, what are you doing? Oh, okay. But meanwhile, she's still stuck in the fucking bed. It, it makes no sense. It actually kind of pisses me off. somebody who's never watched one of these films, you certainly seem to know the plot. No, I've, okay, I've seen a couple. <laughs> Take it back. I've, I've seen a couple, but I'm not masturbating to these things. I, yeah. I watch them. You know, because I'm puzzled. As research. By that. As research. Well, I'm puzzled. I'm, pu- I'm like, what is she stuck in? Like, why is she stuck? And then if she's actually stuck, then why is he fucking her? I got. I tell you what, if I was actually stuck and somebody tried to, fuck <laughs> would you me be kicking back stuck, like a? I would be in a rage. <laughs> like a mule. Because, you know, there's like a, there's a there's a certain like low level form of terror, isn't there, when you're stuck? And you're in stuck. There's a, it's like, you know, when you put a ring on your finger and you can't get it off, you like your heart just starts beating that little bit faster. There's like, you know, there's a wave of anxiety that comes over you. You don't want to be <laughs> fucked at that moment. What you yeah, want well, is why to Why are like, you wearing yoga free. pants? All right. With your ass suit. up, you know? Yeah. And no panties. <laughs> That's just how I like yeah, to live There's never my any life. panties under those yoga don't pants. Don't yoga pants shame me. I have yoga pants on right now. <laughs> Shit. Ugh. All right, I gotta end this. He's really bothered by this. You know what my father used to say to me every day? In Anabuk Bukundala. In English, that translates to damn your father for having you. <laughs> keep it sick, Shit. keep it wrong. <laughs> you know, I do love the Wad's daddy issues. I do. I also want He's to worse memorize than a stripper. that phrase. <laughs> I want to memorize that phrase because it's also about my dad. <laughs> I think my dad and the Wads dad would have gone tooling for pussy together. I wonder if a uh, drunk dad and the Wads dad are both hanging out in hell getting drunk on Ripple. Yeah, I totally you reckon know? that they're running trains on uh, on women right now. In women that, that they're related to, probably. Yeah. No, my dad. You know what, my dad is a lot of things, but uh, a cousin fuckery is not. <laughs> you know, we're really, we're kind of really doing the process elimination. He's not a diddler. He's not a cousin fucker. Yeah. So we're we're figuring. You know, he doesn't sound like that bad of a guy. Every week you get to know more and more about him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just a small. small we're we're learning problem. about a drunk dad. That resulted here. in his early death. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. 
Well, thank you, Wad. And uh, yeah, you probably should abstain from sex with other family members. Probably a good idea. Just if you want a little bit of enough my to, advice. Yeah, en- enough time has passed the word. It doesn't matter. Like, for, you only shagged her once. Like, yeah, and she's a first. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was once. I think it was several times. But oh, I think, awesome. you know, and she's a first cousin. She's not your sister, you know? Yeah. That would be worse. It, what would be wor- have been worse is if mom. he knew she was a cousin at the time and he still fucked her. That's yeah. worse. He had like, you know what? Ignorance is bliss. Should never put your DNA on ancestry. Hey, Wad, Simple get your mom, get your mom to call in for the uh, oh, holiday yeah. show. We want to know what her, we want to know what her holiday plans are. We also want to know what her opinion is of the pandemic. I couldn't imagine yes. the Wad's mom wearing a mask. Maybe I can imagine. No, I can imagine the Wad's mom wearing a mask, but she's got a little hole in it so she can smoke. <laughs> <laughs> People call the Sick Wrong Hotline, 323-522-4032. We did get an email real quick. Uh, This is coming from a guy named Dave. He says, hey, guys, just want to drop a line joining the growing amount of fans simping for Kate. That's such a weird (laughs) word, simp. Simping. Yeah. It's a very uncomfortable word. Um, Love the craft for years. You guys are a constant reminder that there are people a load more fucked up in the head than I am. Um, and I thank you for that service. Kate's a great addition to the show and a game changer for me is she can translate Britishness to you on the fly. The anxiety your yank asses has, has caused me over the years when you completely <laughs> misunderstand something British. Uh, he puts in parentheses here. Fancy dress parties come to mind. I'm still puzzled by that. Uh, no do you, longer... what, what do you think a fancy dress party is? I would say a fancy dress party would be like you'd wear a tuxedo that's what makes sense, but it's not. No, I know it's a house. Tie. I know it's like a costume yeah. party, but no. it makes no fucking sense. The one um, that pissed me off was when you you two couldn't work out what a worky is, and you went through like millions of things when you were like, "What's a work? A tradey?" And you were like, tradie. "Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. a tradey. Yeah, it's somebody who works in like the stock market." Like a, I was like, "You fucking assholes!" I was like, well, "It's I a tradesman. trading, trading like uh, you know yeah. some stock. No, it makes sense. It's a tree. It's in the It's trade. like a plumber, tradie. right?" Yeah, yeah plumber, yeah. painter, decorator. We need the trades. He says, no longer do I have to suffer this plague on my sensibilities. Bonus points that she's a true northerner, not one of these Midlands at best northerners like the Manx and the Scousers. Yeah, the Scousers. Fuck them all. They're all fake north. Cheers for the years of sickness past and the years of wrongness to come. Dave from Cumbria. Spot all right, on, Dave. Well, thank you there, Good Dave. Lads. Yeah. Yeah. Um, most people know by now, I'm sure we have quite a, a couple hundred people on there now. We got this sick and wrong Reddit page, uh, Kate set up a couple weeks ago and I've been posting some fucked up shit on that page, <laughs> but there's, yeah. but believe me, I'm not the only poster posting fucked up shit. There's some gross sick and wrong shit <laughs> on the sick and wrong Reddit page. And I kind of feel like that's where it should, should belong because you try to post something to Facebook and they block you and Denied. they ban you. You put in jail. You're rejected. You know, fuck Facebook. I'm glad they're getting busted for antitrust laws. Me too. Getting broken up. Yeah. You know, yeah. fuck the Zuck. Anyway, there's some uh, some great videos there. I'm also trying to post. I have some pictures. I've been planning to post. I haven't got around to it yet. But uh, pics from Bob Madigan's funeral where yeah. Frank Moore does this performance. Frank Moore is this like spastic, and he'd perform you know nude, and he's like 
hippies with just massive bushes were like sucking his dick on stage. And I got like all these pictures of this is at Bob, Mag- Bob Madigan's memorial. So I'm going to post that. So there's a lot of stuff going on the Reddit page. You definitely have to go check it out. Um, this is my favorite part of the podcast every week mm. when I uh, beg the listeners to donate a couple dollars to our Patreon page. I kind of feel like I sound like uh, Bernie Sanders. It's like, once again, I'm coming to you <laughs> to ask for a financial contribution. It's like, <laughs> I no, but good impression. Yeah, I like thought, every thought week. You were Benny, then. We get to this point where I'm like begging our listeners, our listeners who have been listening to, you know, 700 plus episodes for the past 15 years. You know, we, I mean, we had thousands of downloads and we have about like, I don't know, less than 3% of the audience that, that supports the show on Patreon. It's kind of fucked Whoa. up if you think about it. Yeah, it's yeah. very demoralizing. So once again, I'm asking for your contribution. If you like the show, you've been listening for the past 15 fucking <laughs> years, just throw a couple bucks on Patreon. Like, you know, I mean, you know for yeah. $2, you can just do $2. $5, you actually get a whole extra show. We're doing a whole bonus show on uh, on the Patreon. So just go to patreon.com slash sick and wrong. Support your artists. You know, support people who, uh, I mean, we spend hours doing the show every week. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we, we do appreciate it. You know, there's a lot of things that I'm trying to do for the podcast. Like one of the things, I know I'm uh, you know teasing people here, but I've been talking to Wackerly about getting Wackerly to come back and do a Patreon-only show uh, where we kind of cover the news because he doesn't want to do a whole show. But he would do yeah. that. But it's like, I'm not going to do it if like less than 3% of the audience support the show on Patreon. But the people, the 3% that do, I love you guys. You guys yeah. actually keep keep the show going. You really do. You know, by, uh, by supporting us on Patreon and allowing us to buy new equipment and things like that. So support your creators. You know, patreon.com yeah, slash sick and wrong. I do a show as well. Overkill, for the, yeah. For the 10, yeah. And this week it's um, on the scandals about Charlie Chaplin. Didn't mean to overlook that. The... But yeah, every week yeah, we do odd. a bonus mini-sode. It's uh, called the Overkill. Uh, this mm-hmm. week uh, Kate did a whole show on uh, Charlie Chaplin. Um, but yeah, it's always somewhat related to the topic. But there's a lot of stuff going on on uh, Patreon. So patreon.com slash sickandwrong. Uh, help, just help us out, man. I mean, you've been listening to the show this long. Might as well keep us going. Also, uh, T Public, if you want to buy a sick and wrong shirt, you've been waiting. You should probably go now because up until the seventeenth of December, they have like thirty five percent off everything. That that, mm-hmm. that that site is so odd. Like the guy, we have like a guy that's like our account rep, and he hits me up. And he's just like D, and he's funny. He's like you can tell he's just kind of like one of those cheesy marketing guys. He's just like Hola D. Bro, we're having like he's like a very California type dude. Yeah, but it's crazy. They have like these thirty five. I don't know how that place makes money. Well, because they overcharge for everything, but thirty five percent off. So right now you get a t shirt for like I don't know, like eight bucks or something. So just go to sickgroundpodcast dot com slash shop. Uh, click on uh, the the picture of the Pope, and it'll take you right to the T Public store. You can buy some, buy some stuff. Get some holiday. You can do all your holiday shopping on one site. You know, I'm sure the wife fa- will love it. Yeah, I'm sure your family will love their sick and wrong skull tapestry. The I'm husband sure will love, love it. Yes. Um, sick and wrong song of the week here. You know, a listener posted this on or posted a, a Wayne County electric chair song on Facebook. It was like recommended for awesome. sick and wrong song of the week. And I've been, I've been meaning to get around to it. I love Wayne County and uh, the too. electric chairs. Such a great band. You know, 
Jane County, as she's known, she was Wayne County, but she changed her name to Jane's County, was the first trans rock star. And they mm-hmm. made just filthy, trashy rock and roll, kind of like around the same time as New York Dolls and that whole glam punk scene yeah, really of the fun. 70s. Yeah, it's, a, it's such a great, I mean, you know, they, uh, you know, they started, they're, they're from New York. They, they played, she played in a lot of different uh, bands in New York. But uh, when she went over to London, they formed the Electric Chairs. So it was like mm-hmm. Wayne County Electric Chairs. Um, and, uh, the, you know, they performed rock and roll with just like obscene theatrics. Yeah, they played CBGBs, Max's Kansas City, that whole scene. And then in England, that's kind of where, I mean, they never blew up, but they released like three albums when they were in England. And as a matter of fact, Wayne County Electric Chairs went on tour. And guess who they were supported by? The Police. Clash. The police. Oh, the police! Is yeah, like, oh, which is kind of funny because how huge did that band? That. I thought it was both. How big did that yeah. band get? So anyway, we're gonna end the show here with a song called "Fuck Off," a classic from Wayne County Electric Chairs awesome from their EP, "Blatantly Offensive," which came out in 1978. I want to thank Deadbug for being on the show. People, go check out his uh, YouTube show. It's called Deadbug Says. Uh, people will be back next week with episode 770. Until then, take a sleazy. Fuck me, baby, baby, fuck off If you don't wanna fuck me, baby, baby, fuck off I ain't got time for yesterday's news Don't shoot me up with your bullshit news If you don't wanna fuck me, baby, baby, fuck off If you don't want a piece of the action, baby, take a walk If you don't want a piece of the action, baby, take a walk I don't like it when you play with my knees You ain't nothing but a prick tease If you don't want a piece of the action, baby, take a walk There's a door, what's your hurry? Hot shit I heard You ain't nothing but a cold turd If you don't wanna fuck me, baby Baby, fuck off One, two, three, four
words, if you ain't got time to take a walk with me on my meat rack, then you can just get the hell out of my breadline. Thinking of the dreidel song? Yes, I can stick. I think I can probably stick 200 dreidels inside my pussy. God, that's a massive uterus. Uh, Do you yeah, think you could fit eight? A... Could you fit eight up in there? Yeah. I mean, they're not that big. Yeah, no, they're not. That's why I'm saying I could fit 80. 80? You think you could fit 80? You know, now that would be a Guinness World Record probably. I wonder if they have like how many, how many dreidels oh. have been shoved inside a woman's gash. The way I see it is that they'll they'll all come out at once, apart from the last one, which will come out and it'll bounce off the mound of them, and then it'll go on, it'll bounce off, and then it'll start spinning. Oh, maybe. That'd That's be how brilliant. I see it happening. Dreidels, dreidel porn. Let's let's make it. The rabbi would not be offended by I think you it would making go, dreidel I think porn. it would go viral for sure. It would, especially among the Jews, the Hasidics. Well, it'd be like uh, like um, what's the shit video? Two girls, one cup. But this would be like. You know, had a one little girl, dreidel. eight dreidels, one girl. 